What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Flip Flop Guy podcast. I'm Andy Mokel, and I'll be your host. Our goal is to have epic conversations with people from all walks of life. There are no talking points that are off the table. It's going to get wild. We hope our guests inspire and motivate you to walk with purpose as we trudge the road of human existence. Enjoy the show. All right, Austin Rankin. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming down to my house in Petaluma today. You had a pretty epic day pig hunting. You're a maniac hunter. Whether it's out of state or in state, dude, you're always going off, going everywhere, slaying anything. Ducks, fish. Like, what? one of the craziest things to me is like, you're like, oh, I'm coming back from Colorado. And then I swear to God, in under 24 hours, the next morning, you're out in a boat fishing in the ocean or fishing in the bay. like, And you guys like go out there and you're like prolific, dude. It's like, oh, cool. Now we're killing fish. Oh, now I'm back in the high country hunting deer and I slayed this monster buck. And that, you know what I mean? No, like, idle time. Dude, thank you so much for coming down here Appreciate today. It. You were like in a half halfway area to Petaluma. You posted some picture of like, hey, I'm out killing hogs today. And I was like, dude, are you in my head? And you're like, I'm killing pigs. And I was like, come to Petaluma. You're like, I'm coming to Petaluma. Yeah. So yeah. it's been a long time coming, dude. Yeah, it worked out that way. I just happened to be close and get, you know, lucky enough to go on a on a pig hunt. Yeah. At uh, my buddy's, buddy's ranch. Yeah. And it happened to be kind of close, you know, over here in the foothills. So I figured I'd just swing by and successful pig hunt. Yeah. You know, it's, I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you got blood on your knees, you yeah, got blood yeah, was, on your pants. Was, yeah, butchering some pigs, a little mud, a little blood. You brought some ducks? I did bring some ducks You brought for me you. some ducks, I appreciate yeah, that. Last day's bounty yesterday, so yeah. I had to switch up to pigs today, couldn't take any <laughs> No more, no more, well, duck season's over. Duck, well, yeah, until the, there's a late goose season. Yeah, the, the late goose season. Fed, five day season, kind yeah. of. And you know, that season, from what I understand, can get pretty intense as far as like people talk about like, is it a goose vortex where it's just like, if you get a hit it right, if yeah. You, if you have the right spread in the right field with the right amount of birds and the yeah. right, everything comes together, you, you can do that. It's just hard because there's a lot of guys that do it here, so the competition is is yeah. The birds get insane. smart, you know, they get hunted, so it's yeah. just that is the ultimate goal. Yeah, to have them on top of you, right? Yeah, right. So. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Legion OST DIY Outdoors podcast. Today, I've got Austin Rankin. We're sitting inside my house in Petaluma, California. Austin is probably one of the most prolific DIY hunters that I've ever come across. I mean, I've followed you for quite some time. Uh, I've gotten to see so many different adventures and hunts that you go on. You know, for me, it's like, do you even hunt, bro? Because like... You'll text me every now and then and be like, do you even hunt, bro? And I'm like out on a hunt, just clowning. You know what I mean? And I'm trying. And you're like, do you even hunt, bro? And the next thing I know, you're like in this state and then you're in that state and then you're back here and then you're over there. And primarily, dude, you're always hunting public land. I try. You know what I mean? You're always, you're just fucking killing it, dude. You're getting after it. Total outdoorsman, you know what I mean? And, and I love to watch all of it go down, you know? Yeah. So, why, Austin, won't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you from? You know, where'd you grow up? I'm, uh, I'm born and raised in West Sacramento, California. Uh, my family's been there for almost a century. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my grandfather and his brothers 
their family all moved there in their early 30s. Oh, wow. Uh, they actually came from all over Northern California, Portola, uh, Fort Jones. Yeah. And eventually down into Dixon and, and then into Bright. Yeah. Uh, what, what's now, I guess, a old, old Bright yeah. in West Sacramento. Uh, they grew up hunting there like I do now, hunting the Yolo Bypass a lot, which yeah. a lot of hunters around here are familiar with now. Back then, it was a. When very, you were very, telling me they were digging out yeah, holes, yeah, they, they would dig holes and the to use as decoys. They didn't have money for decoys, nor did they. Yeah. Nor did you need them? They would dig what they called dobbies and build up a mud mound and roll up a newspaper and put it on top of it. And I actually have a framed black and white photo of that in my house with a custom wood frame my grandfather carved. No way. Uh, my uncle Ray made yeah. the dobbies in the bypass, and they killed. Thousands of ducks. Yeah, and there was you just know, endless bird hunting yeah. back when it was still a good flyway. Yeah, and and and, uh, and you know it's, it, I've stayed in this area and I've kind of heard how it used to be and seen it. You know, when I was growing up, and it, it, this, you know, this ever evolving area here in the Sacramento Valley with the right. amount of pressure, hunters, farming practices, and, yeah, and, and and all land access. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's where I was raised, and I've, I've chosen to stay here because it's just a good central spot. Yeah. Right on, man. So, what got you into hunting? Is it just your family's history and? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandpa. Uh, he he was a hunter. Yeah. Since he was born, and uh, my that whole side of the family, his uh, his six brothers. Yeah. Uh, five brothers, excuse me. They hunted for subsistence. You know, they they yeah. were poor family dairy farmers here in Yolo County for years. Yeah. And so they hunted and and, and hunted to eat. You know. Yeah. He, he said he'd go out with three shells and you got to bring back three pheasants. And yeah. I kind of got it from him. You know, he started taking me as a little kid. He had two daughters, my mom and my aunt. And he always said when I was born, I was a son he never had. Yeah. So he, how I, excited I was, I was, was he? Going, I, I, all I know is people ask, why do you hunt or what got you started? I said, I don't know why. I just know it's what I, I've always done. It's I, in I your never blood, had man. a choice to do, you know, and it's something that I, I took to stuck with. I, I yeah. wanted to be in every part of it any way I could ever yeah. since I was, since I can remember, whether it be working or cooking or you know duck feeds or dove hunting, yeah, or brushing blinds, I, I didn't get to hunt with them till I was eleven. They never let me. Yeah, but but I just uh, I always wanted to be anywhere around the outdoors, and so I, and I knew it. You, know, you just brought it. up a really interesting thing, which is cooking, dude. So we're gonna go on a tangent here. Perfect. What's your favorite wild game dish to cook? Because I, dude, you're always cooking something different. So what would you say would be your favorite dish? Oh man, probably smoked duck breast. Really? With the skin on, yeah. Just uh -huh. the, just the duck breast by so itself. So you smoke just, it with the skin yeah, on. Score, it. score the breast, render yeah. the fat out, kind of before you do it, but it doesn't cook the meat. Get them nice and brined up. Smoke it. Get it to that point where it's not dried out, but it's yeah. cooked enough. But it's it's you know not you're not making jerky, you're making like a dinner. And it's <clears throat> I think duck, a nice fatty duck, is one of the most delicious things there. It's natural flavor, you know. Oh, duck fat so is, is better than bacon. I, duck fat's yeah. amazing. I, I think that's up there. I mean, I, I eat pretty much nothing but wild game, but that's yeah. duck duck legs. Actually, that's what I forgot. That, duck that, legs. that probably is. If I had to pick one thing to always eat, it, duck legs or chicken wings of, of the duck world. Even teal, yeah. everything. So so okay. Anything. Little, so for little, a yeah. teal, dude, how many? Teal legs is it take? I don't shoot to constitute I, I, a meal. Personally, I don't see a lot of them. I, Teal's know, my I, favorite bird. I to hunt eat enough all the day, and, I, and I'm yeah. riding enough ducks that are yeah taken, but I don't see many of those. But I there's not a lot, but man, yeah. it's the most delicious bite ever. It's yeah. it's literally that chicken wing tenderness, and, and it's all you know fatty. Yeah, but but off you know you get mallards, sprig, even widgeon. I mean, there's yeah. a decent amount of meat on there. And oh, you, for you can sure. Eat, you know, ten fifteen. 
duck legs, you know, mallard legs, maybe 10. Yeah. But no, that's a, that's a top-notch one I think a lot of guys bypass. Yeah, I mean, so for me with ducks, my favorite thing to do is I'll cook a, a, I'll cook a whole duck. I'll stuff it with like apples and onions and, and all that stuff. And I'll bake it at like 400 or 450. I don't know, it's been... The last time I cooked an oven full of duck, I think, was when we were in the World Series, in two, when the Giants were in the wow. World Series in 2010. Mm. That was the last time I was really in big into, into cooking ducks. But, God, I love duck, dude. It's so good. I'm, it's, it's, yeah. You keep be, looking at the birds. I'm excited. Those will be good, yeah. Those are going to be good eating, man. Oh, yeah. Rice-fed ducks are always good. And sprig, yeah. those are, you know, sprig are yeah. as good eating as any of them. Right? You can't beat it, man. So, do you even hunt or do you work? I mean, like, I'm, no, I, I'm confused. Like, I feel like all you do is work and you never... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much been my life, you know. No, that's, that's been the polar opposite. I, uh, I, I... For the last year, mm-hmm. I decided I just I turned thirty. I decided I'm just I saved enough money. I'm not going to work. Yeah. And it originally said six months, but hey, you know, it's, it's been a little, been a little while. Yeah. But I figured I, I made enough money. I saved enough. I've invested right. You know, and I that's what I've been doing. It, it's worked out enough. No kids. No, yeah. No wife. Yeah. No crazy so I, relationship obligation. No, no. I have kept that out pretty much. Yeah, I'm me just, too. I do my own thing. You know, this yeah. year is all about hunting. I said oh, if it swims, crawls, flies, whatever. Whatever it is, I'm I'm gonna go after it if yeah. I can, and I and I was not gonna be discriminatory. I was going yeah. after anything, and and I tried to make that my goal this year. Yeah, uh, and I've always hunted quite a bit. I for the last almost uh, eight years, I bartended, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it's been a great living. It, it's, yeah, it's actually it's, you can work, you know, a few days and make a, make enough money. Make a decent a full, amount of a full money. salary. Yeah, basically working just a few days a week, and I pretty much for the last. Five years hunted every day off from late May till January. I, yeah, I am hunting. People say, "How do you do it?" Well, I go every week. Yeah, well, and that's something that I love, dude. It's like you do, man. Like you're committed to the sport, and primarily, and and for the most part, dude, you do it by yourself. Yeah, you know, a lot of your scouting, a lot of your preseason stuff that you have going on, like. You hunt with a lot of people, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. a lot of your scouting, a lot of your preseason stuff, I feel like you, you do a lot of that on solo trips, you know what I mean? And and figuring things out in your own way. Yeah, yeah. The, I, I mean, I definitely know a lot of great guys that, that I hunt with, and, yeah. and a lot of them are the reason for a lot of my success. That'll, yeah. be, that'll be straightforward with that. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I'm lucky to know a lot of great guys, a lot of good hunters, and yeah. and fisherman-wise about his, I, you know, probably top notch. Yeah. The guys that I've been lucky enough to been, you know, hanging out with. Um, but the scouting, I, I do have more time than a lot of guys, you know, and our guys work, they have significant others you know, you, it is what it is. I yeah. don't, I don't question why other guys don't or do. I yeah. just decided, you know, it's several years back that I, uh, to hunt here in this state, especially I want to start scouting as early as I can. And I'll, I'd love to be up there every week. I don't have right. any social life from, you know, about late May to It's hard to have a to social November. life just, when we're embedded I, in the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, and I'm scouting every day. Yeah. You know, every every day off. And when I'm not doing that, I'm on Google Earth or I'm doing this or doing E-scouting. That. So E-scouting. would you say you do a lot of e-scouting? Oh, God, yeah. I, and, and it's something I bypassed for years. And I was kind of, I'm still not a big technology guy. But yeah. I, I didn't get into that whole thing for a while. And I've just embraced it the last two years. And it's it, it it's a world of difference. It's great and it's a curse because it allows a lot of guys into a lot of spots, unfortunately. Yeah. And, you know, which is why I'm in some of the places, but, but you can also use it and, and, and be totally successful. Yeah. 
And I think that's what you'll find with a lot of guys that are successful now is they do take that to their advantage. The yeah. E-scouting. Yeah. So when you're not in the field, you're actually just spending time on the mountain via computer screen. Year-round. Yeah. Absolutely. Year-round. Right? I do it in my... I, I, I enjoy it. So you, right? you, you can never scout too much. I've never heard never. that be a problem. Right. You know Seriously. I mean? So... Let's dive into California hunting, dude. You're you're a pretty successful guy when it comes to California hunting. Um, all public land, DIY, you know, general tags, X zone tags, special draw tags. You know, you don't have to say any locations no, of where you're hunting. Course, you know, yeah. you know. I mean, I've, obviously, we respect that. But like, what do you think is setting you apart from a lot of hunters? You know what I mean, like. And I mean, get it, you know, the drive that you have, the motivation yeah, I, you have. I, I mean, I, I would say I, I'm no different than a lot of guys in the state. And yeah. I figured that out through social media that there's a lot of guys that have a lot of success in the state and that are pretty good, you know, and, and, and definitely take care of business. I just think that I, I've tried to keep up with a lot of those guys and hunt, hunt as hard and as often as I can. And, and yeah. I, take, I take a lot of what I do from... From some of these guys, that's why I feel from like from other guys. Yeah, I, I yeah. still I, every year I talk to different guys and I ask a lot of questions and, and I you feel learn like I'm pretty things. middle of the road. You know, I do have success, but but I feel like there's a lot you could always improve. You know, you killed a really nice buck, man. You could have killed a better buck, or you did this. You but yeah. but it could. You know, I always it's a it's good and it's a curse. You know, sometimes you can't right. be as happy, but I, I always feel like you know there there is room for improvement all the time. Always, like, dude. You have to continuously raise year, the bar every year. You know, you know, kind of look back on the year before and what'd you do, what worked, what didn't. Yeah. You know, and I've, I, uh, I think a, a big thing for me in California, I, you know, the last five years started really getting into the backcountry stuff, backpacking. I, I don't hunt, try not, n- try not to hunt anywhere near the road. Sometimes that's where the deer are. That's where you hunt. Yeah. But, it, and you know, a lot, lot more glass and a lot more, a lot more scouting. Um, but, I, but I've asked questions, I think. And, and that, that was the biggest thing is to guys that I thought were real successful, you know, I think some probably been on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I was not shy. And if they were going to, you know, not want to answer, I'm fine. But it wasn't, where are you hunting or take me to kill deer? Any, yeah, any of just those It was, I want to know, how do you hunt? What do you look at when you see a mountain? What do you look for on, on say, Google Earth? What yeah. what time of year do you target that food source? When do you, does water really matter? Does it matter here versus then? Is it, you know, well, how, how, how do they do it? I don't need to know where. Yeah. I, I just want, I picked people's brains and, and there was a few guys that were, I you know, that were real big into getting me further in, into hunting California and, and just answering every question I had. Like yeah. I said, name those, drop those, or do you not want to name drop? No, I mean, I just keep, <laughs> keep that. They, I mean, yeah. those guys know who they are and yeah. I asked them a lot of questions. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it's, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely on social media, but yeah. it's, it's their own, yeah. their own thing. But, but. It uh, it, it really helps, and I think that's yeah. the biggest thing is uh, is don't be afraid to ask guys, and don't yeah. don't I don't I think don't get too cocky because it's yeah, they're always you can always hit a streak of bad luck or run you you can and then just oh, look at one sure. other guy and figure man you know what look what he's doing and and, and it's really working I, and you don't have to copy him but you just yeah. incorporate that in into your game sort of speak get an understanding just, of it yeah. and then incorporate it take it from several guys yeah. a lot of different guys I was you know this year I. I uh, hunted in California. I, I usually hunt by myself. Yeah. Had two buddies with me this year, and, and it was kind of that situation where these guys have, have hunted the backcountry way more than I have. Yeah. Oh, they have, I mean, it's solid, on a different savage backcountry. On, on a different level as sure. far as, as how they're doing it. And I thought yeah. I was good. Yeah. I go into this, and I'm, you know, and what I'm doing is just watching exactly what they're doing. 
Yeah. And then they're, you know, and they're learning. open and saying stuff with me like, hey, you, why are you doing that? You're wasting time, you know, glassing. Yeah. Why are you, gla- you know, freehand glassing, I've kind of figured out, unless something's close, it's almost pointless. Yeah. And, and I saw that with, with these two guys this year is they totally proved that. They, I, you know, they would go and sit in glass off a tripod every time. Yeah. Because it's, it, it's night and day what you can see. Yeah. Well, you, you know, pick up move, when you're out there and, and your hands are wobbling. Yeah, and, and you moving, feel like you can see and it, even if it's just a tiny little bit. You know what I mean? I'm I'm making an over exaggerated no, but it's, movement with my hands. But you know, like when you're on a tripod and you're unless they're moving, steady, you're not going to see them if you're free hand glassing. Yeah. If especially in California where we don't have the open expanses. Of yeah, we don't have much that seriously. So, so something glassable. like that is, I you know, I I uh, I really took. Watch mm-hmm. what they did, and we had a you know real successful hunt. We killed yeah. three outstanding. I mean, I mean, tr- top notch bucks. Really outstanding yeah. California bucks for for where we're hunting, which is yeah. an area that's not heavily sought after. It's yeah. not. It's not really known for no, monster bucks. No, it's, no, it. it's not. And and, yeah. and it just required a little work. And like I said, stuff like that is always always looking at the next guy, seeing how, how is he better than than me, and just yeah. Well, so what is he doing different? Maybe not how is he better, but what is he doing different, different that I'm better, not and, doing? And, and, and yeah. Anything that I'm that I'm overlooking or or yeah. I'm, I'm really you know, and, and I think it also really helps just to hunt with guys that know it because yeah. I, I I physically see it work. Yeah, I don't have to listen to somebody tell me and, and explain because you can watch and I, learn. I just see it. I don't yeah. I don't have to ask. Well, I, have to tell I mean, I don't know about for you, but definitely for me, like I'm a super visual learner, <clears> right? Like someone could tell me something a million fucking Gotta times, and until I'm in the field experiencing it with them it's not going to register as much as when they're telling me right yeah or i mean it's until i'm in the field like what they may have told me won't register right and then when i'm in the field i actually have it actually like clicks where i'm like oh now that makes sense well yeah you see now it, you yeah you see it you see it works you see the you evidence you believe in it just one time sure. you yeah know, it takes to, to see i would not have saw that buck if i wasn't doing you know especially with this yeah. as we turned what was could have been an okay hunt. There was a few other guys around, but it was there was there was definitely roads around. But we were hunting. Yeah, we killed all our bucks several miles off the roads. Yeah, but 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 glassing and just you know even I glass a lot. But these guys even the the, the tripod thing. I, I can't stress it enough how much of a difference it made because yeah. I was glassing so far and it looked open enough. Yeah, I couldn't see those deer without a tripod, and I yeah. would go back over it with a tripod. How I'd crazy look, look right is that? away. You don't see anything. Then you sit down. You set up your gear. Then you're looking out there, and you don't realize that's a mile and a half away. Yeah, it looks closer, and yeah. then all of a Close sudden, that gap. you just pan and you let it sit, and you just scan, you know, your your little area that your, your glass is sitting yeah. on without touching it. Boom! Yeah, there's a deer, and all of a sudden there's another one. Yeah, and it, and like I said, it turned what I think there was a lot of guys around that weren't having the success we were, or or, or turning up bucks, different or, stuff, because yeah. there was other guys around, and and we and we made <coughs> it into an, an exceptional hunt, and it, and I truly believe that was uh, that was one of the main things, you know, once. Once we scouted and found the deer, to yeah. actually getting them killed—that's that's kind of was more the the season hunting. You know, yeah. the summer we were able to find them, but it was it was finding them again in rifle season when there was other hunters. Yeah, that that's really when it comes into into play. How crazy, how awesome though. So for you, prior to the season, right? Prior, call it this year's season. Prior to this year's season. When did you start scouting? Like, when did you start going into areas, looking for what you're trying to find for your deer? Um, and how many days were you spending in the field prior to the season opening? And you guys didn't have an archery tag, so you were primarily it was rifle a rifle hunting. tag. 
It's a rifle tag. So I, I hunted, yeah, through archery. Yeah. Um, I, I did have a, a separate uh, separate tag that I hunted For in archery. archery. Yeah. Uh, went in opening weekend, saw six bucks. Yeah. Didn't see another hunter. I was several miles back in, camped in there for four days. Yeah. Didn't, didn't you know, connect. It's rough country in, right. in our public lands here. Yeah. And, and, and didn't see anything that I really was ready for at that point. Yeah. Didn't end up going back, but I, I kind of focused most of my summer, all of my summer scouting <clears throat> in a new area. Yeah. I'd, I'd been through there in the past several years, kind of passed yeah. through and always wanted to hunt it. Knew it was a challenging area and, and a unit that a lot of guys don't want to take on. And, and it just doesn't it's have a good, rep, doesn't have a reputation, good reputation. To, for sure. And, and for a good reason. It does yeah. not hold the deer that a lot of other places do. Yeah. But, but we gave that a shot. And and then and once I kind of knew, we had planned this almost a year ago. So we started looking in the winter yeah. of 2017, 18. And, and now that's and, and East Scouting? All year, East Scouting. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, the, these guys are, are like me. I mean, they, they hunting is what they do yeah. that, I, that I hunted with. And they, they absolutely love it. We were bouncing ideas all year. And, and it turns out some of the first spots we come up with our little pin drops is, is where the bucks were. Right. Per, pretty much the first spot. Is, is we were, How does that make you feel being able to say that? It, it, it feels good. You yeah. know, it, it does. Confident. You know, it, it's a confident builder. You know, and sometimes it could be bad because then you get too confident and then I know everything and I don't have to go look at all these spots because right. I had 25 pins yeah. to look at. Of different places to, you wanted to check. Of all different places to check. Yeah. And, and, and for maybe what times of the year, early summer, late summer spot. Yeah. Check this, you know, after that, you know, uh, maybe once they shed, maybe once some acorns come in. Yeah. You know, the, the scrub oaks up there, but yeah, but yeah, it, it, it was all summer thing. I started hiking in, uh, the first week of June. Yeah. First week of June, I did my first backpack trip and I did, oh, seven or eight this summer, but they were, I kind of knew where the deer were right off the bat. It was just more that I wanted to keep, I was not done scouting. So I just kept checking different areas knowing yeah. I had a good one in the bag. Yeah. Found bucks at, at almost every turn back where I backpacked yeah. in. And so it, when you're. When you're looking for, you know, you said you had 25 mm. pins, right? Yeah. When you're looking for areas to pin and deciding which time of year maybe to check those spots out, what are you, what's helping you come to the conclusion of times of year and spots it's, it's, and all that kind of stuff? It's still definitely a huge learning curve for me. Yeah. That's still a, a newer thing to me. And that's specifically one of the guys I've, I've been talking to over the last four or five years is how to find food sources, focus on food sources, what time of year do those food sources come in. You can find that. There could be nothing there. A month yeah. later when it comes in, boom, it's covered. Yeah. So you better hit it in those two and a half weeks. And these guys, I think, that are truly successful every year. When I say in the Sierras, I'm, I, I, you know, I, I'm mainly in the D zones. Yeah. Um, but, but those deer, you know, you, to be successful up there on big deer consistently is hard. And the guys oh, do for have sure. those things in common. I think, you know, that's <clears throat> the, the food sources is a huge key when, and it makes them... Not vulnerable like when they're in velvet. I think that's the biggest time of any to kill a big buck just because yeah. they're the most visible. Yeah. But these guys that, you know, getting in velvet's hard. Getting close to anything with a bow in our country is hard in the series. Right. But but the guys that are doing it in rifle season every year, that's the food yeah. sources. I, yeah. I think that's a huge thing is when you get on the right thing uh-huh. and you know what to look for and you find that plant, that scrub, <clears throat> and when it's blossoming, flowering, when, once it's having some acorns, berries, whatever you're looking yeah. for, bears, deer. Yeah. I think, I think that's a huge key. And looking... And targeting the right food sources, yeah. I think, is, is is a big thing. There's water everywhere. I look past that. That's, that's something I never, yeah. never care about too much in the Sierras. Yeah. So, if you're planning to go on a on a scouting trip, what are you primarily throwing in your pack? Like, what do you, what's a, what's a general like? This is what I'm going to bring for you know whether it's 
you're going to hike four hours and spend a day out there, or you're going to hike, you know, how many ever hours and then stay a couple of days out there. What's your pack look like? Uh, I mean, it definitely depends on what what I'm in, you know doing. Is just it for o- scouting. Or, yeah, yeah. I mean, overnight or, oh, okay. or day. But but for the most part, I I go a little heavier on optics. I bring my 10, 10 by forty twos on my chest. I carry fifteen by fifty sixes and then the spotting scope. Yeah, scouting because I don't have any gun, no extra hunting you gear, and I want to get a little heavier weight. pack. Get yeah, you're ready. So I bring extra optics that I I wouldn't normally carry one of the two, yeah. of the bigger ones in, in during the season. Uh, you know, I always have the water purifier just just for the hell of it, just in case. Uh, I, I I never leave without trekking poles. That's that's another thing. I, I learned poles a few years ago so from, much from some of these guys here in this in the Sierras. It's yeah. night and day. Um, I, I always carry a glassing pad. Hey, it's it's comfortable, cheap. Get them at Walmart, five bucks. Right for me. Yeah, personally, that's my thing. Yeah, you know what? Whatever, just just the bare essentials: <laughs> some food, some water, an extra jacket. I always yeah. have a light set of rain gear. Um, and then after that, I mean, obviously, if I'm overnight and I'm having my sleeping kit, my bag, my my tan, or, or if it's a summer, just, you know, a bed roll. Yeah, because uh, you don't really need a per, tan. Yeah, in the pretty, pretty minuscule. You know, I don't yeah. take a whole lot of... What are you bringing for food? Uh, I, I've always done a lot, you know, the mountain houses. Uh, yeah. I started doing these Alpen Air dinners a few years uh-huh. ago. Local company, I think, from Rockland, California. Oh, really? Yeah, and I and I really like them. They're, yeah. They're, you know they're really filling. I mean they're they're almost too much for one guy, but it's really you know I, I pretty much just eat once a day a heavy meal in and the it's evening. Alpen Air. Alpen Air, yeah. Okay. And, and it's really healthy. I mean it's, yeah. it's, it's totally. They're on the better end the of the smaller spectrum. end of, of like Mountain House and even a Backpackers Pantry. They're yeah a little more health conscious. So I yeah. kind of was doing that for a while, trying to be as totally health. Summer conscious. 2017, yeah, I did. Yeah. You know, a couple hundred miles that summer, scouted what was as healthy as I could be. Yeah. But but I am I am a mountain house guy. The the honey buns. Uh, I, sometimes I'll bring a couple apples, peanut butter. That's a uh, that's yeah. thing I like up there. I like sardine, canned sardines. That's yeah. my weakness. Dude, my my favorite thing is a peanut butter and salami sandwich. Yeah, with cheese. Everything tastes good because <laughs> you're usually so hungry by the time you eat. Yeah. And after a day or two, I you know I keep anything that's kind of wet. I call it. a salami, a mm-hmm. peanut butter sandwich, the sardines. Uh, yeah. The other mountain houses, the oatmeal even. I yeah. try to keep it for at night, eat my dry food throughout the day, my bars, my yeah. nuts, the shit that just gets gets old after a few days. But right. every night, it's like it kind of gets you enough oomph to hoof, hoof it back to camp if yeah. you're two miles down the ridge. Or, right, whatever you know, it is that you got to do. Yeah, and, and, you, and, you, and you eat you know, one one good, big, yeah. I, I just call it wet meal, whether it be cold or hot, something just with moisture. Eating yeah. dry food, I, I don't care who you are. If you say you like it, you're lying because it sucks after a while. Dude, after three days yeah. of fucking uh, nothing but dry food, you're kind of wrecked. Yeah, now jerky is one thing I don't ever get tired of, but I, yeah. I, I can, you know, like I said, the protein bars, the, yeah. you know, that, that, kind of, that kind of stuff yeah. up there. For sure. For sure. All right. So we kind of talked a little bit about your 2018 season, but let's dive into it, man. Like, where'd you hunt? What, you know, what was when you were go, when you were getting ready and gearing up for all of your different hunts? You know, what were you looking for? You know, where'd you put in for? Uh, I, this year, knowing I was having, you know, going to have the time. Yeah. Because you planned for it. You took a year off. You're like, 2018, this is my year. I was going to do it. I just didn't know what states and I was totally open. I I was living day, you know, day by day, figuring out where am I going to hunt. I looked at South Dakota a lot, which is a hunt. South Dakota's got some mule deer. That I'm going to do next year for mule deer. Big The seasons they allow you to hunt, I really like. Yeah. But I looked at states like that. I looked at Nebraska. I looked at uh, uh, Kansas. Yeah. I ended up 
not settling. It's just the time I, I pretty much fit everything I could. And I, and I had a good, uh, I had a California tag I wanted to focus on. Yeah. So that took a little more that I didn't want to bail out on and go out of state. Yeah. Well, but so but I, did, I did the California. We talked, we talked about the California. Yeah. What was the caliber of buck you ended up nailing out in California? Uh, I killed a buck. He was just under 25 inches wide. A, yeah. a real nice four, uh, four pointer. It looked uh, like but real, pretty real heavy, heavy horn. Yeah. He was the heaviest buck that I've ever killed. Just yeah. real good mass. Yeah. God, that uh, was such a beautiful buck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for, and for California, he yeah. he looked bigger than he was, but you know, I just don't think we have. The, the, they are not the prototypical mule deer. They're yeah. they're ear tipped to ear tipped. These deer are probably twenty inches. I would say. Yeah. You know, the, well, co- for the Colorado most mule part, deer is twenty four. They're, they're think, smaller. Dude, I think like a one fifty is Where a I trophy was. class mule deer. In so California. that that buck, I think I had my buddy score it, and I and if I'm correct, he was rough scored it. I think it was one fifty five or one fifty nine. Yeah. And and. He went had a little less because he had a real crabby front on one side, which yeah. I didn't care. He was a big old buck. Buck He's that, a I, bruiser, that I had targeted, that, yeah. I, that I found before, and I wanted to. That was your down. buck. Did you put a pin on him? I, I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I scouted all summer. I, I saw plenty of bucks. We actually. How far was your shot when you? Two ninety. Two ninety. Which I, I like to be as clean. You know, I I, yeah. I do. I try to shoot far. I, yeah, I I feel like I have the capabilities to shoot. Five six hundred yards. If you is want. that something I want to do? No, no. I You'd love rather getting close. close. I, I want to be a, yeah. in his wheelhouse. Just so it cuts down the room for error. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, I, I just, just I, I would have taken several bucks that I, I knew were in there. You know, and, and I was going to be picky. I yeah. could be. You know, I, I felt like I, killing a deer was not going to be in any issue. Yeah. So we got one of the bucks down opening night that I found during the summer, and we kind of listed that this is a potential buck. Well, we got got him down opening night. We should have had the buck that I had opening morning, but we had some. Uh, your California experience. Mm-hmm. We had, we were a mile mile off the road, or maybe a little more. Here comes a, a quad or UTV. There was no road, there was no trails. There was really? just us and the bucks, and we had seven bucks bedded seventy five yards. Me and one guy, and we had a spotter back a mile away, yeah. and they drove right through the bucks. No, came up a old like, cattle trail or something. Old logging drive, and they bumped all the bucks out. They were fifty yards from them. We were we were just wanting to see what they all were, and they ran up the hill, and I was so mad, I, I kind of forgot about the bucks and. Did you cuss the guy I out? went all the way over to him. They were 300 yards away and parked where we were going to walk. Drove all, all the way over to the crest of a hill to a beautiful draw that went down in this canyon. Probably blew everything out. Yeah. And we went and had a little talk. And, you know, it, it's wow. public land, and I understood yeah. that, but I just had to let these guys know that you, well, you, you are why hunters think there's no deer in California. Dude, and I mean, and I'll, I'll write in on this, dude. I, I know a couple guys that went up to Oregon this year. Exact same thing from guys on UTV vehicle. Yeah. Completely off the road. There's nothing there, and they just blazed right through the middle of these bucks. Yeah, and I don't even care whether bucks. it's illegal or not, which you can't in yeah. California. Just yeah. off-trail. but but that's not. I didn't care about that. It's just the fact that how you know how could you be dumb? Yeah, why are you doing they, that? And they were, we, we, I had, I already knew there was bucks on the hill still that were right there. We didn't want to shoot them. Yeah, and I had told them, "Well, you seen anything?" Well, no, nah, ain't nothing down here. We saw them up there, and I said, "Yeah, well, that's because you're driving that damn thing. They're right up there on the hill." Yeah, and, and they looked, and the bucks ran off. You know, they were already a ways, and finally these guys. Kind of turned around, and we went a few days with this public land saga. There wasn't many guys, but a few guys just made it, you know, kind of difficult. That just didn't understand. They kept bumping deer, which we would watch from a vantage point. Yeah, you know, we'd try to bet them, and here, here'd come the you know, two different guys actually on their quads bump ten deer out. The next two no days later, way. I was alone. Yeah, how frustrating! I, I found the big, the oh. big dog. He he was one I wanted, probably in the one sixties. Yeah, uh, another real big four with ten other bucks. They were all over. It was gonna be. I had them. Yeah, he was dead, and these guys came and they went all up through the brush around. Same thing, they followed that guy's tire tracks, which I, 
it's a curse because when once guys see one had one guys went, another guy will follow, another guy yeah. will follow, and and I dealt with that. The well for three days pretty much, and the other two guys we killed one buck opening night. They went home. I I had had a two or three bucks I'd wanted to kill, but that was the one I'd seen last. I almost had him Saturday morning, and I got hit. It was bumped by other hunters that never had a clue he was there. Oh my Just God. blind walking through, and it was open yeah. country. Yeah. But we we ended up. Uh, I ended up getting him Tuesday night. I stayed on him, and I just changed up. I figured yeah. he didn't leave the area totally, but he had to do something, and I just went deeper into where we were, and, yeah. and that's where he was. He he, uh, he just took a few days, and he came right back to his normal pattern, and I, and I ended up getting him down. I was alone, unfortunately. Yeah. So it was, a, it was about a two-and-a-half, three-mile pack out uphill in the middle of the night, and I... Uh. My headlight had died, so I had to use my cell phone light, tuck it in my waistband, and put my shirt behind it. And just hope that it stayed. And butcher the deer like that. And I had a full moon. No way. So I did it, and I I packed out most of the deer the one day, and then went back in the next day and got it. How great is that, man? Yeah, and then I went back six days later. The other two guys went back. They went to a kind of a spot in the same area we had hunted, but we hadn't been in. And again, they're better than I am at finding them. And the first night, night found a good one, and they texted me and said, I think we're going to be on one in the morning, and we found something. Yeah, and I was leaving for Colorado. Two days later, I said, "Hey, well, I'm I'm coming back up there." Like, All right, I yeah. met him at five in the morning. They were sleeping on the side of the road in their sleeping bag. Yeah, just you know, right right, right along, there, right in the pullout, just on the ground in a yeah on a pad. And we, we met, and they had the plan. And one guy went up top, the shooter. Yeah, I stayed down below with another guy. We watched up the canyon. He went up top of the canyon a, a mile up. Yeah, just to make sure the buck didn't leave, and we didn't hear anything, and. About eight thirty, we're waiting for nothing. We couldn't even see up in there because the sun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, right. sun you, you washes heard, you heard, out. <clears throat> well, you heard the crack of the rifle, and, and it was a good one. You, yeah. you could tell it instantly right away. It was a smack. There it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't hear anything. We're like oh my god, we're looking, we're looking, and nothing. Like oh my god, what happened? You know? Yeah. And like I know he didn't miss. He didn't shoot again. The guy, the guy's a crack shot. Yeah. And then we get the text. He's like, I think I got him. Yes. Like, oh, it is like it's a big one. He's like, uh. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, he, he, there was several bucks in there and we ended up, it took us an hour to get up to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was what the most a treacherous hike, point man. he had. He had it laid down. It was a you know, little ways, but across the canyon, perfect rest, one yeah. shot stoned him. And it was about a 40, at least a 40 degree incline where he died. So it took a little while to find him once we got around the canyon and yeah. had to drop down on top of him. We actually dropped way below him and had to hike back up just because it was, it, it was so it's steep. so hard to look yeah, for deer yeah, sometimes. And that was three bucks. You know that that buck was uh, <coughs> oh, over a little over twenty six inches wide. Big, big, nice forks. Four inch eye guards. Yeah. I think he went four inch least, eye guards. Yeah, yeah I think wow. I think he went somewhere probably in the one sixties. They taped him out too. Yeah, rough taped him somewhere yeah. mid one sixties, one sixty, some somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, we we did have a real a real great year here in, here in this state. So. Yeah, that's awesome. So. How did it? How has it felt coming up successful in California on more than one account? You know it, what I mean? On, on, I mean, almost you know, for a while, dude. Yeah, I, I, you know, the last few years, I, I, I've been pretty lucky either taking bucks or, or uh, two thousand sixteen, I didn't kill a buck here in California. I killed one over in Colorado. Yeah, but I, I, not by lack of bucks. It's just I didn't see a buck that I've. I felt right shooting. Yeah. You know, and I was looking for, I, I knew what was there. That's another reason I'll, I'll yeah. choose to hold out now is because of the scouting. It allows you the confidence and the know to, to know what's in there and what you can hold out for. Yeah. But, but it's, it, it feels good. I mean, it's, oh, I grew up with the mindset, like a lot of guys, there's no bucks here. They're all dead lions and 
hunters and this and that and you know all these all these California reasons. deer are impossible to California find. California deer impossible. And I was of that mindset, and, and to an extent, there there is there's, the vali- there's validity to it. There yeah. is because it's for sure we have one of the worst states for hunting in the West. I don't care who you are if you say we don't, you're lying because yeah. we just don't have the numbers. Well, not only and that, the habitat anymore, but the old growth and all the other stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, how dense our forest is, right? And and fire management, what have you. But also, I, what I like to point out too is like. If you can consistently be successful in California, you can pretty much hunt almost anywhere and be successful. It's the best training state. If you can, that you hit the nail on the head. If you can Dude. hunt in California, you can hunt with about twenty five percent of that fire in another state and be more than successful. You're looking yeah. at these guys now on social media, and you're yeah. seeing what guys are killing deer over two hundred every year coming. And out they're, of I don't even Colorado, feel like they're Utah. probably hunting that hard. And, and they're not, not as hard, hard as we. And these guys don't even scout like I'm talking. Yeah. Mean, nothing like yeah. what I would do it at all. A lot of them. Yeah, some guys definitely do put the work. For sure. and I understand, but it's For and sure. not everybody's killing a two hundred. I mean, yeah, 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 straight up. But just they're the killing a big, respectable, mature buck in other states is very doable. You, yeah, you can go and see 40, 50 bucks in a weekend in archery season in other yeah. states. You, if you're doing that Stupid here, you, bucks you, too. You, you know Cheaters and yeah. everything. Yeah and, yeah, and you know, in Colorado, my my third season tag, I saw five hundred deer in, in yeah. two and a half days. I hunted, I hunted with my buddies in their neighboring unit. Yeah, with their we'll, four. We'll deer. get into your Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Hunt so too. it's yeah, it's it's just you don't have to do half as, the work as out much there that you have doing to do it here. It, it just requires one. more because of the amount of people, the predation with not killing yeah. lions, which is a huge, yeah. huge, huge blunder. Yeah, and no spring bear season and, and no dogs. Right, we, we have went to a, a point now where deer are. They are, you know, hard to find. And a yeah. mature buck especially is extremely to difficult to find. Well, see, and something you brought up too is like a spring bear season, man. Like how great would it be to help us to start hitting the quota again in California if they opened up a spring bear season? Because since they got rid of dog hunting, we haven't hit a quota. There's, You know what I mean? There's no quotas. Being there, if, if you would say, give me the pros and cons, I can guarantee you this. There is no cons. Yeah, of hunting spring bears. Look at, at all. Look at the states that are successful that manage them. Yeah, we have uh, we have as many bears as any western state. Yeah, and I don't know the numbers. You can look you can look them up if you like, but I yeah. guarantee you our numbers because the size Match. of our state and we have bears in every corner. And we have For a lot sure. of them. I see more bears in the summer than bucks. Yeah, that's no joke. Yeah, you know scouting. Yeah, it, we, it would bring not only the bear numbers back to a manageable level, not even a manageable level. That seventeen hundred quota or 18, eighteen about eighteen fifty. I think some somewhere in there is not a quota. I don't think that, that reflects today's bear population at no. all. That's I would quote. almost assume that twenty five hundred. How do you, t- how do you tell me the quota is the same every year? Yeah, because that's not somebody's not doing their biology on the fish job. on the fish and wildlife department. Yeah, you don't tell me that quota shouldn't fluctuate. Yeah. You know, some years it could be lower, and some we're, years we're the only we're, we're one of the only states that doesn't fluctuate a lot of our tags and stuff like yeah. other places. But you know, it's a, it, it, it would do that, bring the bear numbers back back down. You can hunt them a little easier without dogs because they're visible. They're eating grasses. They're on the slopes. They're yeah. in the open. You, you you can see them in the summer. You can you can target mature bears. Yeah. You know, it's a it, 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 and not only that. You, you look at the other side of it. it yeah. It's going to bring a great economy to a lot of a lot of small towns, a lot yeah. of these mountain places that don't see people until... Well, Till the summer. Well, there's a lot of towns that when they introduced zones, hunting zones to the state Heard of California, really that got destroyed. And, like, and, and absolutely a lot in the, nor- in the northeastern part of our state's dude. a great example. Oh, for sure, dude. I can't. There's one town that, uh, God, I want to say Ravendale. Ravendale, that's X5B on, dude, on the border, yeah. Ravendale was an epic town. My family hunted in 5B for years before dude, when it was my, just east west. My grandfather no used to hunt there all the time, man. And, and when they closed it down, 
and made it damn near impossible to get drawn for a it's tag. Essentially, out once there. in a lifetime. Now it's yeah. fifteen plus Dude, years. It, yeah, it's a it's a max point unit all fucking day. Unless you're lucky as shit, there's like maybe one or two random draw tags. Everything else is max point. I think they give out twenty six tags for the entire entire unit, or maybe yeah. it's F- fifty tags for for five B. Okay. Fifty rifle, five yeah. ar- five archery, five. That's right. That's right. Five. See, I, I, five I was getting my numbers. The entire zone. Is that insane? That's a great deer pop. Five. Yeah, and it's, it's like a, it's a pretty healthy population. You know, and it's a huge unit. A lot of it yeah. burned, and I understand. But but these are numbers that, you know, they they, they actually they have went down. Obviously, you know, in my lifetime, definitely. Yeah. But they're they're it, it just. California, we have it. We, we could have the habitat. We could have the deer. We could have it managed, right? But we just, if you look at our state compared to other Western states, we're not really you tell me we're successful. And if you do, there's something wrong. Yeah. Because we are not. Well, and how much money is the state taking off of revenue of tag sales? You I know, just especially think, with double tag sales. I think, you know, they say a lot of it goes, and, and, and I understand part of it is, yeah, the fishing. We have a huge coast, the biggest coast yeah. of any state. Yeah. So I know a lot of it goes there. Hunters think where's our dollars, and a lot of it goes out into the ocean. I yeah. get it. Yeah. But the, the hunters of the state are just getting, I, I mean, I think they're getting a raw deal as far as opportunities that other states have. It's, you know, we, we wouldn't, I, me personally, I wouldn't want to pay. I paid eighteen nineteen hundred dollars $1,900 for tags in Colorado this year. Yeah. When I could hunt in my home state, I'd love to, but California yeah. doesn't afford me those kind of good opportunities. Like yeah. something like that where you could go over there in a unit that doesn't take any points. Yeah. And you can see all kinds of bucks everywhere. Yeah. They, you don't have bucks. to shoot a little buck yeah. here. California, you know, I'll never knock a guy for shooting a small buck. It's hard for a lot of guys, especially with short time, to even get on a yeah. deer here. Yeah. You know, a deer, or you know, now you see the same thing with the pheasants, the ducks, you know. The, yeah. The, our, our state is just, a lot of guys, that's hard, but but it's yeah. just not, I don't think managed correctly as far as predators. Season dates is a huge issue with me. Yeah. Does not being killed is a huge issue. Yeah. They successful states do for quality and numbers. Yeah. You know, the burning, the, the managing the wintering grounds. I mean, I know, yeah, they work and they do stuff. I'm not saying they don't do anything. Yeah. But it's, I, I, I don't think they're doing everything they could be. As 20% far as of research. What should, of what they should. In, yeah. in, in, in my opinion, that what I see versus other state, other states versus here. And how well it works in other states. And how well. I don't think, you yeah. know, they say a lot of times stuff's out of their hands. I don't think they push anybody else's hands enough. I think they're way too timid in our state and back off of too many too many hot buttons issues. They do not stand up. Well, because hunting in itself in our state is a hot button issue. They, they do not stand it's up a for damn hunters. Shame. I mean, if they absolutely do not. The Fish yeah. and Wildlife Board, the majority of them, it's run by people. They they had a good guy in there, a hunter, and they kicked him out because he shot a lion, you know, legal lion. He shot a legal lion in Idaho, and hunt. they kicked his ass. Out. A guy that's doing what he should. He should be yeah. a hunter representing us out there yeah. and doing something like that. I'd love to do that. And they got rid of him because they got California rid of him. And, that, and now you it. get more bureaucrats in there. And it yeah. just it's it's sad. And California yeah. doesn't realize, and they are losing in the long run because guys are leaving this state, including myself. I yeah. this, this state will be in my rear view at some point. Yeah, just because I can the, relate to that because of if, the lack of respect and op, if, in, in opportunity for outdoorsmen. If we lost some of the hunting opportunity, like two tags, right? Mm-hmm. Two tags is, for me, kind of a benchmark issue and why I stay here. Because the opportunity to have two buck tags to mm-hmm. fill, there's not many states that where you can get that, two buck that tags. Is, that is rare. Which is insane to me that we get that. You know what I mean? But for me, that and when, when our hunting privileges <coughs> continue to slip and continue to go further and further away, like abalone diving, used to love doing it, right? They made it... Impossible. Damn near impossible to abalone dive. I have no interest in doing it 
because of the amount of leaps and hoops and bullshit that I have to jump through in order to dive, right? And then you go into like sturgeon fishing. I used to love sturgeon fishing so much more than I do now. Then they change the shit. Okay, now it has to be a, a barbless hook. Now it has to be this. A lot of regulations. You know what I mean? And they just start regulating and regulating and regulating. And it pushes me out of wanting to actually partake in the activity because it's just like, all right, man, when is enough enough? It's, like, it's hard because, you know, you obviously you need regulation and law and rule to keep everything balanced with so many people. And I right? understand that. But, but they go to a point where it's, like I said, I think they just, they lose the bigger picture, you know, and I'm, I, I see it more on the big game side, definitely the bird side. I mean, yeah. it's, they, they just don't. I, I don't know. They, they Like I said, I hear a lot of excuses from, from that department of why they're not doing this or why they're not doing that and their hands are tied. And their hand, but I just, I, I see the stuff that they're doing. I'm like, you you are wasting our dollars and our time. I mean, give me a fucking break Yeah. with your trying to do these certain things. Yeah. You know, put your efforts where it really matters. Hey, yeah. where were you on the bears? Yeah. Why Fish and game has some pull. Don't yeah. tell me they don't. Yeah. What about you know, the, the bobcat thing is going to, you know has been a huge issue here trapping bobcats yeah have, you know having to have tags for a damn predator that they're everywhere yeah you know we're, we're going these the certain ways mountain lions man mountain lions that they say and I've ta- heard this a lot that their hands are tied because of the I think Prop 27 it, it was in the early 90s they passed yeah, the law 92 they said they voted on it they can't do anything you, you don't tell they me voted you, you can't do anything it's a law you have to, you, if you as fishing game then you know what if, if you say it's a law and it's a voter initiative then the voters have to change it then you come up with a ballot initiative you put put out the message you inform people of why it's necessary right and because they, you have the paid biologists to provide but, this but they don't do that they've just laid down and died I yeah. think I, I think they have just took you know this this little wave of anti-hunting you know stuff in California and yeah. they've just laid down laid down for for the hunters yeah they stand up for some stuff and they they do they do some good work but I feel like other states I've talked to, you know, mainly main the wardens, which in a lot of other states are the biologists, unlike here. Yeah. The wardens do a huge part of the management. Yeah. You know, in other states, they, they all laugh at California. They say it just, you know, when you tell them what you can and can't do here, they say it doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. They say that's, that's not how we operate here on logic. It's yeah. based on, you know, some somebody's crying heart in a place and a, and a time that doesn't, doesn't ever see the outdoors. Yeah. Well, you know, and you, and you go back to 92 when they, when they passed the mountain lion issue, when they passed the mountain lion mm-hmm. stuff. It's six months of statistical information that backed it. It wasn't years of research or like... That should have never made it onto the... That should have been something the governor should have vetoed. I mean, that's never... There's no scientific fact there. Not to mention, like, where are we at now? How many mountain lions? How big has the population increased now? If you say we don't have... I mean, we have to have as many lions as any state. We do not hunt them. At all. And we have a... There's... Just like bears. There... I don't think there's (coughs) one single corner of this state from Los Angeles... To, to Alturas sure, to Humboldt, yeah. that, that doesn't have lions or bears within a you know within a certain area. I mean, they, oh, they are sure. everywhere, yeah. and, and you see them all over now. You're, you know, people say, "Oh, we didn't used to see them because there wasn't as many people." Bullshit. They're in cities now. Yeah. They're in towns. That means they're getting pushed out because the rain. Yeah, yeah they're overflowing. Man. It's not us going into their range. It's, they're, it's them coming into a, a lack an of adult food. lion. They say will kill one deer a week. That's fifty-two deer a year. And that's I not heard, even sport killing. No, no, that's that's just well, that that's a baseline. You go with with fifty-two deer a year. Say so. Say there's ten thousand lions in our state, which I think is a bit is an understatement. I would agree with that. Uh, that's what 52,000 52, deer right there. Yeah. So fifty-two. Th- uh, 
right? Yeah. Okay. And now you're and, not including bears. You're not including so the bears, coyotes. The problem with, yeah. with, the, with the heightening of bears is I never thought about it. Somebody explains to me. They said, now there's so many bears. A bear, and I have I have video of it on trail camera. A yeah. lion kill. I got it on camera in the northeastern zone years ago. Yeah. Drug the carcass, put it on it. Lion comes eating, eating it. Two hours later, two bears come in. Not real big. That lion was gone. Carcass was clean the next morning. Yeah. They kicked them off. They said the lions now have almost had to kill... Fifty to seventy-five percent more, and, and even hundred percent. Due know, in some to cases, the fact that bears are stealing their kills. Yeah, bears will kick a lion off a kill every time. It's yeah. not; they ain't even gonna fight. Yeah, you know, if it's a, you know, unless it's a tiny little bear. Yeah. So I, I think you know that that's a huge part of it, and it's just they don't realize that that these lions, they're, you know, we kill about a hundred a year on depredation tags yeah. in this state. So well, no one the coast don't kill any, but the coast is enough. roughly fifty a year. On just the coast. Yeah, they, they say for the state it's roughly 180, yeah. some here, some yeah, yeah. there. But, but it's, it's uh, I don't think you're killing the big old cats either. I think mm-hmm. it's a, the, the ones that are coming I into saw the cities, the younger ones that are getting pushed out there. We have cats in these, I mean, we we got to have cats that are put, uh, what, Boone and Crockett or whatever oh, all in bro. these mountains. Because they don't get, they, they live and die. Well, I saw a cat from a buddy, uh, it, was a, it was a coastal cat that got killed this year by DFW, right? I haven't seen a cat killed this big out of any state this year. And everybody who's posted cat pictures, this was the largest cat that I saw killed all year in California on the coast. This cat was an immense, dude. I, like, I, I was blown away. Like, I was like, I was like, that's not in California. Dude is like, I swear to God, that's a California cat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was insane, man. And it's, uh, it's just, it's too bad. You yeah. Because we... Mountain lion, it could be another big revenue for this state at the same time. Huge be, be, revenue. Be absolute if they did draw tags. As a, as a management Yeah, team. for sure. You, you, I'd apply I mean, for it every single year. And you, if it was 300 bucks, I'd pay 300 bucks to go hunt mountain you know, lions. It's just, it's unfortunate. They should issue tags just like bears for yeah. hunters, I think. Yeah. And rifle hunters too, because a lot of guys don't And then have a quota. And have a quota. Yeah. Everybody would buy them. Yeah. You know, now guys, you don't see them as many. I've had the opportunity to... You know, I've seen a few in my life. Yeah, but but I mean, it's it's a uh, it's hard. You know, because yeah. you guys, don't, you know, nobody wants to get in trouble. Everybody's keeping it legal, so you're not going to do it. And it's like, yeah. God, these cats, you know, you're seeing them because there's so many, and they've pretty much lost their fear of humans. Now they they smell your trail camera, and they don't care. They come yeah. right up to it. Yeah. Whereas in the old days, I mean, you figured that they were more secretive. That's why people didn't see them. Yeah. You know, my my family's hunted in this state for years since since the. They came here in 1907. Yeah, into California, and, and yeah. I don't think they've seen three lions from yeah. all their old stories. Even they never saw them. Yeah, they're just yeah. They're my, here I now. mean, dude, in Marin County, my grandfather used to issue bounties, fifty bucks for a lion kill. So anybody in California had a healthy deer herd, and, and they had a healthy deer right herd. There. Dude, and not to mention, I have the picture of the article that was in the Marin IJ, Marin IJ, and it was opening weekend of deer season in California. 3,500 hunters took to the hills in Marin County with 10% success of deer harvested. And then not to mention, like like I said, they were he was issuing out $50 lion bounties. Yeah. So if a rancher saw a lion on his property and, the, and he killed the lion, my grandfather behalf, on the behalf of the state of California would give that guy a $50 bill. Yeah. And we're talking 50s, you know, 60s, 70s. 50 bucks, that's a lot of money back It's worth it, yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was a fun tangent. We totally just... Hey, that lions is something you yeah. get my blood flowing every time. For sure. Dude, well, I, think a lot of, I think a lot of hunters yeah. are in the same same boat. It's, it's a just, hot it's, issue. We're tired of it here. For sure. Know. And something needs to get done about it. 
Yeah. You know? And unfortunately, I just don't see it coming, especially with our new, it know, might. new climate. Yeah, know, I don't right. see it happening. Yeah, our new climate. Our new climate. I'll yeah, just keep I like it like that. Fuck. I'll keep it dude. <laughs> Mind-blowing right there. Yeah. So, let's talk about your elk hunt. You had a pretty successful elk hunt this year. I did. I mean, just a little bit. I, it, it was, uh, I mean, it was, it was kind of a gift. Yeah. I, I had a, uh, I did antelope hunt in Eastern Colorado. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. Oh, if I could roll this I forgot this about your antelope hunt. Antelope hunt. I'd never done it. It was yeah. quick. It's and more, didn't it's you, more from, the, from the truck. Didn't you shoot like a monster? I ended up killing one that made uh, Boone and Crockett. 81 and 7 eighths green score. Holy so shit. Over by, you know, inch and 7 eighths right now. We'll see when I get it back. Yeah. I can get Beautiful antelope, biggest thing. How'd I've you ever do seen. the mount? I'd uh, have a three D pedestal mount done by a guy in Cheyenne. How it's cool supposed to be a world that? renowned taxidermist. My friend uh, Justin Moore, yeah, who actually who was how I'm getting all these tags. Yeah, uh, he was helping me out. He recommended the guy. Yeah, um, but I was over there, killed that antelope. It was just, it was, it was fun. You know, antelope hunting's a lot of fun. It's just yeah. a little different. You know, not as much walking because you can see him. And, Speed goats, dude. you know. But I, I had killed that antelope. Mm-hmm. Great hunt. I uh, was in Eastern Colorado, and I figured, you know, well, I'm going to go over to Western Colorado. I got a third season buck tag in a unit I'd never been in. Yeah. I got my buddies. They had four buck tags I helped them get. They were in the unit that I always hunt. They were bordered it. So I figured, I'm going to go spend some time over there scout for deer. And, you know, I got my rifle. First season elk's coming up. Man, maybe if I find some bulls and I feel like it, maybe I'll stay and hunt. You know? Yeah. I, I have the time. Yeah. And I had the meat was real cold. It was frozen all week. My antelope. Yeah. And so I, I went to, went over and scouted around and spent you know another seven seven days or so. I killed my antelope opening day of the season. Mm-hmm. I scouted him, found him, got him killed, and then and over there, I figured I'd give it till midweek. Well, I stayed till about oh Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I wasn't seeing a lot of deer. They told me I'm in the rut; it'll change, which is when I was going back. Yeah. Um, but I, but I started seeing some elk, and I, I found I found quite a few bulls on public land, and, and yeah. a few really really nice bulls. I man I. Could stay, but I'm like, ah, I should. I could probably kill one opening day. I know I can do it, you know, but I'm by myself. I already got this antelope. Yeah. You know, it'd, it'd be a big hunt. You know, I'd have to hike in, pack in. You know, so it was all... on a whim. So, so I, well, I did that and I found those bulls and everybody said, stay, stay, kill one of those bulls. You got to do it. Yeah. You, know, you can, you, I know you're going to kill one. I'm like, yeah. I just kind of, I figured I'm going to come home, take care of some stuff here. Yeah. I got, I do have some daily life obligations. Yeah. Now, right. So I mean, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna come home. The whole way home from Colorado, I'm talking about buddies getting shit for for leaving, leaving those bulls. Wednesday season open Saturday. Yeah, I could have bought a tag. I'm like, nah, I didn't do it. Whatever. And I think by the grace of God that happened because I got home that night. You know, I was by myself for for all this. Yeah, drove all the way from Colorado. You know, I'm spent. Get in about ten o'clock. Go to sleep. Don't even get my shit out. Yeah. Wake up next morning. I'm talking to one of my buddies. You know, we talk pretty much every day, and we're on the phone and. I have this 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 app uh, my buddy you know created and it helps me get these tags. It kind of they release them every year and it's and it's used to be a hush hush thing. Those guys probably hate it now. I feel bad for them that used to get them. Yeah. But but I found out about it before. I found about this app. Yeah. Started researching how to get leftover tags in different states: Nevada, Colorado, wherever. And and it's not that easy, you know. And it's not. Yeah. It, it, I just got real lucky last year. But I'm on the phone and all of a sudden I get this little ding pop on my phone. You know, uh, elk tag unit sixty one bull first rifle. And that just means it's available. And I and I had, I had spent months researching through Go Hunt. I'm a firm believer in Go Hunt now, yeah. just for statistics and, and learning units. Not yeah, I give the same information to everybody. A lot of yeah. it's general, but just where are the units? What are they capable of? Mm-hmm. And I knew I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I, I gotta hold up, hold up. And I and I knew this unit was a, a a substantial trophy unit. 
You know, mm-hmm. this is the Uncompad- western part of the Uncompadre Plateau in Colorado. Yeah. You know, it's it, come to find out, it's, it's one of the most storied units in the West. Yeah. And I looked real quick. I, I signed on there, punching all of my information. I, I had had it down to a science, got it done quick. Yeah. I thought, oh, man, I just got home. The season opens in less than in 18 hours. Yeah. I just came home from Colorado. I've never been to this unit. It's a five-day season. I look on Go Hunt real quick because I already, already had that logged in so I can do it quick for the days prior. And and, it, and I saw it took, I think, 22 to 24 points for a non-resident. And I saw that and about had a heart attack. Got back as fast as I could hit send. I figured out somebody had already bought it because they go very quick. Yeah. And then next thing I know, I look and it took a second to load, which was felt about five years to yeah, tell right. me whether I got it or, or it's already been bought. Yeah. It comes up and says, your order's been completed. Here's your tag number. And I'm just looking like in shock. You're like, like what talk. the fuck My buddy was happened. telling the phone. I'm like, I, I told him, I said, I'm going back. He's like, no way. I'm yeah. Like, I, I'm going. You're I gotta all, go. I gotta go. on the way. I got to go. And in 45 minutes, I was on the road east of Colorado. No shit. I just shit. came home by myself, threw the antelope in the freezer. I had it all quartered up from Colorado. Yeah. I'll deal with it when I get home. Yeah. It ain't going to get locker burn in, in a week. Yeah. And I, I went back and I, I threw a Facebook and social media, which it's it's good and it's bad. Yeah. But it helped me out. I contacted some guys from Colorado. They were more than happy to help me because it was such a storied unit. They yeah. don't even get to hunt it. Yeah. And he said, hey, I've been you know watching some nice bulls. I got, I got, I can hunt with you Sunday. Way back in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So we I go over there and uh, I drive through the night. I get, I mean, I was tired, beyond exhausted. I've been running on more caffeine than a human should run on. Yeah, it's and, the only thing pushing you to the, the ring. Thing, I finally hit hit a wall east of Salt Lake, uh, going going towards I think Provo at mm-hmm. one in the morning. I just about pulled over. I I'm starting to fall asleep. Yeah, pulled over and I've been sleeping in my truck in the front seat for a couple of weeks. I just put my sleeping bag sit right in the front seat. It's it, you know, rack out, lay back and just go. Woke up Wake at five thirty. Five thirty. Got there. Got in. Got into uh, Grand Junction. Mm-hmm. Bought my tag Saturday morning. They said you can pick it up at Walmart. I mean, how am I going to do it? It's the weekend. Well, Walmart, there they love hunters. They yeah. love helping hunters out. They yeah. are they are absolutely Abs- I, can, yeah. I can't stress enough. How the cool state of Colorado is that, dude? Welcome hunters everywhere. I mean, they they yeah. were there helping me out. Then I go there. The ladies wanted to help me out. I yeah. Think you got any tips? I'm, I've never been here. I got four and a half days to kill a bull. Yeah. Even though I had a guy. Yeah. So no, couldn't. But really quick, dude. For me, one of my biggest experience or uh, biggest lessons learned was when I was in Utah. First year I was in Utah hunting, dude, widespread, every local news channel, it's the night before opener of deer season, deal. and everybody's got school off, and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. It's huge in every state except for California. Sorry, continue with No, no, no. That's, like I said, it's, it's a big thing there, yeah. and it was open day, and you could were all hunters, and yeah. people were asking me where I was going because they're seeing camo, and I yeah. tell them I'm going this unit, and yeah. I can't believe it. And I said, I just bought the tag. Yeah. But you, either way, so I, I get there and get the tag and talk to a few guys, nothing. I, I get up in there and I kind of got some information through social media. Yeah. Several other guys reached out and told me areas yeah. right where to go. Circle them on maps. Yeah. So I went into these areas. I know what elk, how, how to look for elk. Yeah. Uh, the first day I looked at, uh, I don't know, five bulls. That I, four bulls I could have shot. One, the biggest one, right at dark. that was a long ways off. And I'm like, wow, I've, I'm not used to this on public land. And I could have dusted <laughs> one of them. And I've never been there. With no scouting, I felt as naked as I've ever been going into a hunt. Yeah. But I thought if you could do it in any unit, it was here. So I, the next morning, the guy meets me before dark. Yeah. We before, hike out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or before before daylight. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to you know, do this hunt. He has it all set up. He has brought another guy with him. They drove a UTV down five miles down around the mountain to this lower road. And we had to hike three, four, five miles to get down to him. Mm-hmm. But we'd hunt down the mountain. You, know, you can't really hunt elk up in the morning. Right. We get out through the Ponderosas, come out to where it drops into the scrub oak, and then down into a big aspen, beautiful aspen bench, pot, or, uh, wallows all over it. 
steam coming off. I'm just elk, no elky, elky. And he's like, oh, let me rip off a bugle. He did it in the timber, nothing. And the guy sounds amazing. Yeah. Get out there. He's like, let me try another one. He's like, because he, he'd been watching. And you just bowl. met this guy and through just, social media. I met him basically. in the dark. I didn't even yeah. know what he looked like. Yeah. But, but an awesome cool, guy just came dude. to help me. And, and he uh, get out to the edge. He rips off a bugle. And, and it sounded like Chewbacca answered him back right down in, in, no. in, the, in the bench. <laughs> and then another bull rips off. And another one. I'm like, oh, my. And he just Yo, looks, where am he I just right looks now? looks at me. He's like, you like elk And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never, they, you know, they were full blown in the rut in the first yeah. season. Because that unit has so many elk. Yeah. They have a really late rut. Yeah. They start ripping off. He's like, "That's him." He's like, "You know, he he's like, want me? He's gonna do it again." He rips off another one. And the bull cuts him off immediately. He said, "Oh yeah." He said, "Listen to him." And he, the way he's cutting me off, we could see cows. He's like, yeah. "That's the big one." And we could finally see through just a little bit of the aspens. Yeah. Just this big monstrous bull right down in the wallow. Yeah. And he was bugling us from the wallow. Yeah. He said, "Okay, we're gonna work down the scrub oak to where we can shoot back through the aspens." I was about. Two minutes from killing him in 200 yards. Yeah. And he was dead to rights. We had the wind. The whole herd was there. He he, he, he was going to come up to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this bull, this guy guide, had guided elk for years over there. He knew elk. I, I don't judge him as much. He said this bull is every bit of 350. Yeah. He said he's right in your 350, 360 honest range. I mean, yeah. he, he is a big, monstrous six. Yeah. And I just, I was ready. I, I just, I knew this bull was dead. I was already picturing how I'm going to mount him. How are we going to pack him out? This is cool. He's going downhill. I mean, yeah. I was in my head. He was done. Yeah. We work our way down, work our way down, and I get pretty close, and all of a sudden, everything blows out. I'm like, oh, my God. No. Everything goes, and you can't shoot. There's no way. There's yeah. elk going everywhere. Yeah. Couldn't figure it out. Thought maybe the wind had kind of switched, but not enough. Ten minutes later, we see three hunters come up from the bottom of the mountain, chasing no. chasing bugles up the steep scrub oak hillside with the wind in the morning. I no. mean, it, beyond me, not sure what was going on in their heads. And this guy just the looks at me like, fuck. I cannot believe these guys chased those elk up from the bottom. Yeah. And that bull was dead to rights. Well, we ended up letting him go. He was like, watch this. He starts viewing. The guy starts cow calling. And we can see him in the middle of the meadow squeaking all these cow calls off. They think we're elk. Yeah. And then we, we, you know, he bugled the other way. And the guys followed, thought he was going the other way. So they actually walked off. What fucked up. But the elk went dude. this way. We chased him. I got on him. We, I almost killed him later. Yeah. Didn't get on him. We decided we'd come back in that night. Uh, and he's going to come out with all his cows in this big basin. He said, this is where he lives. So we... I passed in that in that morning. I passed another four four or five bulls. Yeah, nice bulls, close. Yeah, inside a hundred yards, looking at me. Yeah, we get all the way down, come back. Dude, I'm the, like shook right now, oh, just yeah. listening to the story. So we come back man. in the evening. It's just a beautiful aspen benches, scrub oak drainages, uh, wallows everywhere. Bugles yeah. ripping off in the distance. Dude, and the elk are so prolific, and, and they're dude. just they're, It's so amazing. They're huge, and they can hide in this stuff. Yeah, but this guy, I felt real confident. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, he knew I, what I he was hunt, doing I for sure. Hunt, he knew the area. He knew how to call out, which yeah. I did not know. Yeah. It was not my thing. And he, we go back in the evening. He said, yeah, we might not see him. It, it was like 10 degrees. Yeah. It was the coldest first season they've had in a long time. Uh-huh. And it starts snowing That's a little bit. Great, and, and I'm like, man. okay, you know, it's the evening. Maybe we won't see him. I only had these guys for one day. It's their, you know, they're going to help me pack out too. Yeah. We go in, we hike about, well, a mile up the hills, up some real steep stuff. We come up, come up. You know, we're talking and we're getting in. It's about 3.30. Dark is like 7. Yeah. All of a sudden, like, big bull, big bull. And I and I look up. I'm like, oh, God. And I'm just thinking it's the monster. When we pull up here and he looks, he's like, you know, he's not he's not a monster monster, but that's a big bull. And I looked up there and I came around the corner and here he is skyline 200 yards. Looking and it was the heaviest, the heaviest horn fuck, thing dude. I'd ever seen. You Noble, can't, couldn't dude. fit your hands around the Majesty horns. at its finest. And, and he was pretty much skyline. How crazy in, is in it? The ba- in, deep in his basin. <laughs> and, and he's in... In the ponderosas and aspens, and I'm just 
And he's breathing steam. Yeah. And and he can't. He didn't really see us. And the guy lets out a bugle, and this thing fires back, and he's got stop, snot, and steam coming out of him. And oh he, my god! And you could tell he was just like, oh, he said that is a really really old bull. He said you won't find one older on the mountain. You you could tell he had a few broken off. Yeah. Fighting. Big torn up. You know, real yeah. dark, big sway back. Old, old, this is an old bull. Yeah. And you know, we talked about it. I passed him originally, and then we we walked another ten steps. I'm like, man, I'm gonna regret that. He's like, yeah, we might. He's like, you might not see the other big bull, but we. He's like, we got a good chance. He was in here in the morning. Yeah. You know, but and, and we take another ten step. I'm like, I wish I, I wish he'd give me another. He said, there he is again. He came back out. I'm like, dropped my pack. I said, I gotta give a look. And I think I kind of knew. I'd already made the decision. Lay up on yeah. laid on the tree. And I was looking at him like, what do you think? He's like, hey, man, it's your, this is your elk. You know, he, he's he's not a monster. Monster for that unit. You know, yeah. He, he was still a, the biggest bull I've ever been close to. Yeah. And I looked at him and I just knew the mass. And his horns are black as night. And I I just kind of looked at him. How looked back gorgeous, and I said, I said plug your ears. And I could just see him smile. And I, I turned around and he was, he was 200 yards. And yeah. I, and, and I put him down. She punched him. I went up there. It turned out he had seven broken points, which I didn't. I, I mainly yeah. saw the one side. Yeah. Uh, How beautiful is it when they skyline? The like coolest that, thing though. that I've seen, and he is was it, so close, and it, it was snowing too. It just started snowing, and he's like I said, he's blowing steam. It, yeah. it's the rut. Oh you're, my you're, God. You're, you're in one of the most storied units in the West. It's yeah. elk country. Yeah, and I thought also too, you know what? These guys, I, I, you know, helping me out, and I wanted to give them some meat too. Yeah, and and, and I had them there to help pack out, and, yeah. and I, I will not lie to you and say that didn't help me shoot that bull. Oh, for sure. Because I knew that that three fifty was up the mountain, but I figured, yeah. you know what, this bull, yeah, he's not in the same class. You yeah, know, he's he's more in that three hundred yeah. area, but but still really good. Yeah, but he's dead. Right. You know, I'm I'm gonna put him down, and, and that's it. And I live with it, and and I, I I think back, could I kill a big one? Absolutely. I had three and a half more days, and I know I could kill him. Yeah. But but at that time, that that was the bull. That was and the I, bull. And I didn't have an elk tag the day before. I didn't have yeah. an elk tag forty eight hours before that. Now yeah. I got the biggest bull of my life on the ground. And you didn't and have an elk tag, and you were in California. And I was in California the day less than eighteen hours before the season. Oh, fucking cool! And one of the most majestic places I've ever been. And guys will go with their whole life without hunting. Yeah, day. just you telling me, I'm like jumping up and down in my seat. I mean, people can't and see my right. reaction. The, the weather, the, yeah. the, everything was just so perfect. The, the people I met, the experience, yeah. I. I, I can't say enough about the state of Colorado. It is, it is a hunter's paradise. Yeah. Their politics might not be. Yeah. But but as far as how they treat hunters, at least in, in most parts of Colorado, it's amazing. They, it, it is night and day. Guys in California would die over there. They, yeah. How great it is. How cool is that? Yeah. Man? Wow. So you walked up on the bull. Yeah. Yeah. I. I uh, you I guys mean, got keep, up. He, he, he was, are you doing a mount of it or what's no no and I've just never been making the mounts uh, no I just I'm not school, making the I just school capped him I wanted to get home <laughs> and I didn't have the stuff to do a year Yo, I needed to relax I called the guy I called uh, <laughs> you can't bring him into California like that you, you, can, you gotta have you it have done to have outside a the state there. Yeah. so I, I looked at like Reno how much it was gonna be to have it done made there and it was like five seven hundred bucks for a euro and mount? I'm like hey you know what I'm more of a pitcher guy for a euro mount yeah for a bull and I just it was five hundred uh, bucks. Yeah, and I for called. Finally, got a hold of a Great Basin taxidermy. I think, and I asked him just to skull cap it. How much? He's out twenty bucks. I didn't have the. I had the saw. <coughs> my bone saw, but I. Oh yeah, I was being lazy at that point. I was yeah. tired. I've been. Did you I've been on the road it? for two Did weeks. You keep the cape? No. 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 Okay. We packed out. You know, meat head, all all yeah. that stuff. I, I brought the head most of the way home, and then they skull capped it. Yeah. Skull capped it there. I, the antelope I got done just because. It was probably the biggest one I'll ever see. Yeah, that's, the elk, I mean, elk. Would you say it was eighty plus? Eighty-one and seven eight. That's fucking huge. Yeah, and dude, for Colorado, stupid dude. for Colorado. Yeah, and and, yeah. and also I didn't have the antelope tag. I did not draw that one either. Yeah, you know that one I was able to get lucky and, and, yeah. and help him get on. It wasn't a super trophy unit, but it was a unit that 
But you got a trophy did not, in did it. Not allow. There's and zero it's all public land. It's all do it yourself. Well, well, that unit does have private land. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and I actually well, a lot of a lot of I antelope did, hunting goes. Into so I did kill land. that antelope on private land. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll say this for yeah. that antelope. That was not like a private land antelope. There was supposed yeah. to be nobody in. I got access from the farmer. I, I found her through the internet. Yeah. The guy just told me when I went scouting that it was going to help me. Yeah. I'd never seen antelope. He said, just scout. Look at every antelope. Don't worry about where it is. Look at as many as you can. That's how you're going to know what you want. Yeah. Even though you've never seen them, you'll know when you know. And I knew with this buck, got a hold of the lady in Nebraska. She mm-hmm. said I could hunt. There's nobody else to hunt it. Opening morning, there's already a truck coming out at... Five minutes into first light when we got there and I'm having a heart attack because that's where the buck was living, right? Yeah. Right inside the property. Yeah. And I'm about to pass out. I'm going to want to yell at all the guys. And there's end up three more trucks all poaching, trespassing this property. They no said they had permission. Shit. I called the owner. No way. You know, these people, they just, it's absentee owners in that part of the state. So they yeah. kind of got away with it. But but anyways, it. Uh, How crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it was private land, but, but I will say that was one of the harder animals because we actually waited half the day. And until all those guys left, shot it out, and he came back to really? chase his does because they were running too. So yeah, for the most part, yeah, the public land is uh, every everything else was this year. Definitely, definitely the elk, the deer. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was that. That was a whirlwind week. Got, you know, so now I got home after the elk, and I just wanted. Did to get your antelope? Week. Your antelope trip happened. So before your antelope trip, that was your California. California. Trip. So okay, so it Wait, was, California antelope. Elk, Colorado deer. And now we're going into Colorado deer. And now we're going into Colorado now, deer. Now, in between there. I, I had a, I had a, uh, all, a 10-day break. There was some fishing that took place in that 10-day break, or am I mistaken? Uh, probably, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. Because I remember you came back from somewhere and went on an epic, like a salmon fishing trip. Oh, I did that all summer, yeah. I, I Again, the salmon, the, the fishing, man, I you know, I have a or lot Or maybe of, it wasn't salmon. It was fucking I, I'm not something, sure what dude. We, what I did maybe it was rockfish? I don't know. I just remember I that, a, like... Somewhere yeah. in between there, oh, I, was I was like all of a sudden, I was fitting like, salmon and rockfish trips in between all my scouting. Here's and some dead fucking up. animals in the mountains, and now you're in the ocean. That that comes from some guys. Like I said, I'm I, I, hunting. I can take care of myself. I always say, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's you know what I've always been way yeah. better at fishing. I you know a uh, couple of you know dude living my the really fucking good dream. Yeah, you know, my bro. best friends. There, these guys are. You know, they're the best guys I know as far when it comes to the ocean. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean they go out and they're when when nobody's catching them, they are. They they are just putting them on the board, and and it makes me look good. I yeah. I, I am the glorified guest on on most of those fishing trips, but I yeah I'm lucky enough that they they always want to go. I always want to go, and I mean it, it it this year worked out great. I had more salmon than I I get you know gave most of it away. Rock, what's your what's your favorite fish. what's your favorite meal to cook with fish? Oh. Uh, Smoked salmon is a, is smoked a hard thing to be. What kind of smoke are you using? Like a little chief? Uh, I, I I had a little chief. Uh-huh. I like it. That, that was my favorite one I ever used. Yeah. So you plug it in and it goes. But it fucking I, goes but all I day. I have a master built now. I don't care for it as much. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe, you know, I did fried ling cod the other night. I had some ling cod left over. Fried fish, rockfish, halibut, a flaky. So oh, how do you fry, what do you use as your, like, what do you fry? The other night I just did egg uh, and then flour and I seasoned it with some of this stuff I actually bought at the, the Sportsman's Expo they did. It's mm-hmm. wild eats. Mm-hmm. It, it was mainly for duck, but it was a ginger, citrus, and pepper rub. And I figured that's you perfect. You put it on the fish. fish. Put that in. Fish it, tacos it, put that in right with there. the batter. Yeah. Uh, pepper, garlic, uh, uh, some smoked paprika. Yeah. A lot of garlic powder. Shook that up real good and then egg flour, egg flour twice and I have a deep fryer. Drop it in canola oil and a little sesame oil to give it a little different flavor. Yeah. 
That sounds I mean, it's so just, It's the most delicious fish and chips ever. It had been in the, it'd been in the fridge for four months or freezer, I mean. Yeah. Vacuum sealed. And it was just like I caught it yesterday. Yeah. Crabbing, too. When little no crabbing in between that. Yeah. These, these guys, like I said, they, they, I'm just lucky enough to know the right guys when it comes to fishing. For they, sure. Yeah. They definitely get me. For out. sure. Uh, next time you're going to do some fried fish, get a box of saltine crackers, throw the saltines in a gallon Ziploc bag, and crush them up. I've heard of that, yeah. With a uh, uh, with like roller. A, with a bread roller, yeah, right. And egg them, egg the fish, and then throw them in those saltines, and then fry them like that. Tell me what you think. Oh, I I, I will. That probably be this week. Woo! Like I said that this week there'll be more fishing, so yeah. I'll have to say. Well, I I'll yeah, maybe I'll send you. Way. I got some. Uh, oh, I, I think I got some some pike and some walleye. Maybe I'll send you yeah, home with yeah, some. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm always into eating new stuff. I yeah. ate black brant a few weeks ago for the first time. Everybody. How was that? Actually, that was Aaron Moore. Oh, really? Awesome yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Aaron's guys. awesome. Dude. A wealth of knowledge, dude. Yeah, he's to, one to of my least. favorite humans, dude. I yeah. fucking love that. And guy. he, uh, you know, he's helped me out with some gun issues and some yeah. other stuff. And he actually gave me some brand the other day. Del- well, and not, I was against it. Sea duck. I thought gross. It was. He said just try it. He's it a was he's a great hunter across the board from from birds to to yeah, to deer yeah, and, and that, that, to elk out of state. I mean, dude, just he, yeah. he slays it. He and does it just, a great job. Yeah. So that was really cool. You know, stuff like that. He's actually one of the guys that kind of. Has helped me out over the years yeah. with my backpacking adventures. Oh, for sure. With dude. the knowledge, yeah. And he's totally that type of a fella that he'll help, he'll help Anybody. people. Yeah, yeah. just, just loves, he, loves to see ex- people that enjoy hunting. And he and loves he's, to he's see people guy. be successful. You know, and he'll live, you can. know, he works a lot. Yeah. You know, he'll, oh, so for he sure. he likes to see your successes or his when you, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's great, you know, kind of right? all comes around. Fucking Aaron, dude. I yeah. get to talk to, I get to live, well, I, I don't talk much, but I listen to Aaron every morning. We have this group walkie-talkie chat <laughs> and and him and a couple other guys are always going i fuck it i always listen but i never really respond yeah yeah to like that. i said there's a lot a lot of stuff that yeah useful stuff there yeah right so for sure for sure so we talked about the ocean let's go back to deer hunting tell me about your colorado trip that was uh th- that was a a a week of of Pretty much killing. I mean, you, you, there's no way to dress it up. We were putting meat on the ground pretty much daily. Constantly. We had five guns. Uh, we had several elk. And tags. you were putting down slug and, fucking and we, bucks. And we, we went in. There was like meat, no joke, you know, dude. Monster bucks. We, it's. Do we hunt for the meat? Yeah, absolutely. Do we hunt for the horns? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm one of those guys. I'm a firm believer. If you say you don't, you're lying. You just ain't seeing the big buck. Yeah. Right. Everybody wants big horns. It's a big, bigger animal, more yeah. meat, and more mature animal. For sure, all, all the above. Yeah. But we went in knowing the potential. It's a unit we've hunted over the years for four of the deer tags. My deer tag was for the neighboring unit. Yeah. I always looked at grass is always greener on the other side. <coughs> I have to so get was that. it greener? So, so since I have you to get that it? tag. Uh, I, I didn't scout it like mm-hmm. I wanted to. You know, I okay. wish I would have. I, I only put about two and a half days into killing my deer. Mm-hmm. I stuck with my buddy who who hadn't been to Colorado before. I I really want to get him a buck. Yeah. And his biggest buck ever, which. He killed a 26 and a half inch giant, 166 oh, inch four pointer. Yeah. Big eye guards with a radio collar. Yeah. 45 no way. Minutes, 45 minutes into the opening day after passing 11 bucks. Yeah. And I knew that area. That's where I hunted. We 45 minutes into opening yeah, day, three, passing three miles, 11 bucks. Yeah. Three miles up in a canyon where oh I've, I've killed God. five bucks over the last two years with me and my buddies within 500 yards of this yeah. one. Sign me up. I'm coming next year. And they're all <laughs> for a reason because, I, you know, I'm, it, it is definitely under the best spot. But, yeah. But I decided with my deer, you know, if I had more time, could I have held out? Yeah. But, but yeah. the buck I killed was still 
He's the widest buck I ever killed, which I thought How was How wide was he? 27 and three quarters. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's bigger than my buck yeah, I yeah. shot this and, year. And what I like to say, 28, God, yeah. But you know what? I, I just, you know, hey, he was 20. He, he was just under. 28 yeah. sounds better. Yeah. And he was only a three by four and I actually passed him. Really? I passed him. I saw and you him. went back to him. The first night in this canyon, there was 150 plus deer in this one canyon. It was oh, just, my it was God. Stupid. They were coming out. Isn't everywhere. that amazing? They and were out everywhere. Of state and there was guys driving. The, you, they were, you could see the canyon from a half mile back where the road was. Mm-hmm. And guys would pull up and just like a lot of guys do, and they pull up, glass four minutes, and glass out there, don't see shit, keep going. And you and know, I'm what? looking at a hundred deer. That also, but goes, it was a mile and a half from where they were. That goes back to those. How many of those guys missed bucks because they didn't pull out tripods and or even their from their window, mount, yeah. a window mount would yeah. have even done. And it was incredible yeah. how, how lazy these guys were. But there was it was a heavily pressured area, and I got a tip from all guys, and, and, and I mean, you know, yeah, is what it is from, from the game warden, yeah. I, you know, I, I ran into him the year before, and he, it's, I mean, they're, they are different, you know, in, in, I think, how they operate over there yeah. than maybe what we're used to there. They are the nicest guys over Super there. Super duper and he nice. gave me a tip. Yeah. I went in there, and I thought, wow, God, there's a lot of guys, most hunters I've seen in a lot of places in Colorado. Yeah. But he said, guys won't leave the truck. There's a few spots you'll see them. Yeah. And I figured it out where they just, bucks, there was bucks hanging in every camp down below. Uh-huh. And guys were still driving around, but there wasn't a lot of roads, and there was a lot of areas you can get off it, and the bucks were just pushed into there with all the does. <laughs> yeah. Guys had just shot all the first bucks they saw. I feel like yeah. there were so many bucks you could shoot a lot of 18, 19 inch bucks. You from can the shoot road, a decent buck, a uh, fifteen inch three point. A lot of guys, hey, it's yeah. a big deer. Those mule deer, are big. that's all that matters. They're still two hundred pounds. Yeah, I just decided I was going to hold out. Saw that buck the first night. Oh, wow, that's you know I could see him. Come that's out, a dandy. And, and you could see the frame. He's yeah. big, tall. You know he's real tall, like he is wide. Yeah, and he's a big old buck. He was the dominant buck down there. But also that evening, I saw the biggest buck of my entire life. Yeah. Uh, on the hoof, I, you know, I, I don't know score. I just know we, we three of us were looking at him through the spotting scope a mile and a half away, and he was, he was every bit of thirty wide, mainframe four, but he had all kinds of stickers coming off one side, the thickest horns on a deer wow. I've ever seen, and a, and a I, I can only see a flyer. I call it stickers, a sticker, dude. a sticker off the back back fork. Yeah. Bottom of the back fork, it was six to eight inches and heavy, just sticking straight out. <laughs> And, and and so I don't even know what the width would have went with that, but he was yeah. he was one of those bucks. That he he you know he would have he would have went in the book. Yeah. He had to. I mean, yeah. he was that big, and I and I I wouldn't say it if I didn't truly believe it. Yeah. And we were in awe, but he was he was just across the zone boundary, but in Paul he was on public land in in, in oh a spot that only in a unit that only took one point. Yeah. But there was just nobody over there, and he to had do- he had does with him, and they were all crossing this one area, of the boundary. Yeah. He started to come down, and I'm shaking. I'm like, "Oh man, I'm gonna kill this buck. <laughs> he is dead. It's it's the biggest thing I ever seen, and it's yeah. it is gonna it's gonna. He's the one I came for. Yeah. He comes down. He's working a doe down, down, down this ravine. All of a sudden, we see him running right back up the draw. I'm like, "What in the God's name happened? Well, there was some other does in that draw. I didn't see that stopped him from coming down to the boundary and crossing right in the public where I was. Yeah. Because we were back in. Yeah. And he just went back up and out of my life. Mm. And that was it. It was just like watching the love of your life most walk your heartbreaking way. thing. I can hear the, the country planet. music playing, the sad yeah. songs. My truck broke down. My woman left me. My dog got kicked. Oh my he, god! He was that big, and we were just. I thought, okay, we'll go back tomorrow, maybe, and, and I'll shoot him. That's why, I, you know, the other one I kind of waited. That makes me want to cry. Go back the next day, and I've thought about that buck all night, and I'm like, I, I gotta try for him again. But we go back you the next morning, not. see all the bucks. We had bucks all over us. There's guys that aren't seeing shit, and they're all yeah. around. You know, they, we're seeing them back at the truck. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't see nothing either, of course, like, <coughs> like you tell everybody. But that morning we saw them all, and, and, and we didn't see the big one. I thought, you know what? That big one, he's over there. And I don't know if he ever crosses. It was a little, you know, it was a geographic divide, but easy for the deer to go back yeah. and forth. But I don't know. Maybe he's staying over there. Yeah. He is He is a true monster. Yeah. Old, 
just brute, absolute brute, dark horns, everything oh, you want in a beer, and, and then some. You know, he's a wet dream. Yeah. But I thought maybe he never comes over here, and I got to be realistic. It is. Yeah. It is Friday. Yeah. I, I had waited till the end. I said I only need a few days. It was the third season. I said just give me three or four days to hunt my unit. I have confidence it's the rut. I can find him. Yeah. I saw that other buck again. Finally, you know, about an hour and an hour and a half into the morning, that I passed the night before, and, mm-hmm. I, and I looked at him. We watched him for a while, and and what got me, and I always said I never will, is him walking away. Uh-huh. He looks so much big, bigger, and I, but I said, you know what? I gotta get a closer look at that deer. If I don't put the scope on him and pass on him, I'll feel wrong. Yeah. And it and it took us two hours to get over to him, hour and a half, and all the deer fed up out of this canyon and over this draw and into this like sagebrush rolling draws and junipers and and little pinions and little cuts and stuff and. So we had to get back to the truck, drive around three miles, hike another mile and a half, two miles up over the mountain, down the other side, and we just glassed our way down. And we caught, I feel like every other buck on that mountain coming back and going too shade to bed with all their does. Yeah. And I felt sick. He's gone. He, he, le- he left before all these years. I cannot believe it. We're going to have to wait all damn day if I would have just made my mind up sooner. Yeah. I could have caught him. And we waited, waited. And I'm a firm believer in not giving up. I've killed yeah. bucks into D zones like that where you just yeah. stay on them when you see them. And no an hour later, what. they pop up 100 yards away. You just never give up. So man. I stayed, stayed. Yeah. And I finally, we glassed all the other bucks I passed on probably 30 bucks in, yeah. in that time we were there. They all came right by us. Yeah. And within a few, you know, three, 400 yards. And I decided, you know what? You guys stay up here. I'm going to work down to that next uh, juniper. And I'm going to yeah. look in that one canyon. We can't see it. It's you know, about 200 yards deep and a few hundred yards long. And if you ain't there, We'll, we'll just come back and we're going to sit. We'll go back to the truck, get lunch, come back and sit the evening when they come back. And hopefully he works back out and I get down. I'm glassing. You know, I, I do glass then, obviously, without the tripod because I got the gun. Right? And I'm standing. Right. You know, usually I would never glass with, with a scope. I don't believe in that. Yeah. But but there, I mean, I, there was nobody else there. You know? yeah. In Colorado, Empty. you got to wear orange. You can see whatever. Yeah. So I'm kind of scanning, looking with my scope. Pumpkin patch. I see a few deer here and there. No. And, oh, luckily, there was nobody around us there. We had a spot and there was nobody within a mile and a half. And I got down. Uh, just to where I was going to look over and I turned back and I just see a white patch and I threw the scope on and I just see a big frame and instantly I it just you go to game mode I dropped my pack because he was a little ways off yeah and I range it 240 yards or 231 yards yeah I'm trying to brace I can't the sage is way too tall he's he's bedded I could just see his head and I knew that was him or a big frame buck and he was good enough yeah and I laid down I couldn't get on it and gonna get on him anyway so finally I got on top of a sagebrush and I was moving but I timed it and I was going even every time circling through yeah and I waited until I came right back through his you know his throat and touched it off and that was it blame walked over to him and that was got the buck it. and what he had done is he had bedded down uh, and the only way I caught him is he caught movement and he kind of popped up and looked at me yeah but I know in Colorado you don't have to rush it too much there because they're in the rut and if the does don't move they ain't leaving yeah they're not going anywhere and uh, that was it he, and, and he's one of the nicer bucks I've killed, you know, he, yeah, he a big old mature buck, and and we, that that was the end of a long week of bucks. We we had put down five bucks, mm-hmm. all public land, all out of the backpack. I mean that all picture. Bu- there's a picture that you posted yeah. of all of the bucks. in camp, yeah, and, and back in Burr. camp, but they, they all <laughs> all came glassed up out yeah. of the backpack the right way. I mean, consistently, dude. You every deer that the smallest buck. You know, was still a really nice four pointer in that 23, 20, I think it's 23, 24. Yeah. Everything else was uh, was 26 or bigger. Yeah. You know, which 20, when you go to that 26, we had, you know, 27. In my opinion, dude, those are all trophy bucks. We had one that, I, you know, that I, I found elk hunting with my buddy the few days before yeah. in a different unit. He had already killed his buck that we knew this was big. We hiked out the, down the mountain, spent half the day getting back to our camp, God, found another dude. guy with our tag in camp, one of our buddies who was back having lunch. 
drug him back up the mountain. There's a thousand foot back up in there. Yeah. And he ended up putting that buck down. We got got lucky, but we got right on him. And yeah. that buck was 175 and 175 and a half. He's a 27 inch five by five. Holy main, shit. Mainframe five, not stickers. He had he had 14, uh, 14 and a half inch fifth point on one side and like a 10 inch on the other. Yeah. And he was a legit bruiser for that area. This, yeah. This is not a trophy unit at all. Yeah. This is like their D zone. Yeah. This is their D zone. Is that not depressing? It is absolutely horrifying. Like, how does that make you feel? And I could, inside? and I did this with just a little. Scouting. This is their version of D zone. This, oh. you know, it's it, and just with a little bit of work and knowledge, you can do that. Yeah, you know, and, and over there, not saying you got to shoot the biggest buck. We yeah. just this year was an exceptional year, and it was good for sure. And there's guys that do it way better than well, me over there. Now you and, know what the best part you know, is, though, is like Colorado didn't even have that great of an antler growth year this year. Because I thought of we were going to see the worst antlers I'd ever seen because of the drought. They had no precipitation last I went in, year. I went in thinking, we're just going to have to, you know, there's going to be a lot of spin Knuckle leaves, the lot fuck of, up of, and take what you yeah. get. And I'm telling you, it wasn't. It, it might have been. It might have been. It was. But, but I'm telling you, I saw some... From everybody I know in Colorado, dude, this was their worst year they've had in a long time yeah, with the, antler growth. Everybody's telling me, you know, that this is what you... Sh- don't pass this. Don't pat this. These guys yeah. aren't seeing bucks. These... You talk to old timers over and there. And you guys go out had. there and just knock the shit out. And, and, and we did good. And I talked to a few guys over there that did yeah. big groups that did real well. The guys that hunt hard. Yeah. But then there's a lot of guys that just didn't have the success. And it, it, it again was a warmer year. Yeah. You know, we had a little cold, but did not get the weather. Yeah. We, we haven't got in that third. It sounds season. like you got more weather on your first elk hunt trip. They they got two foot in the flat tops wilderness in Colorado in in. Uh, Third week, second week of October. Then you did on your third season. Like way more, way more. Yeah. Temperatures are way colder. I was I was freezing. Yeah. It was 9 degrees out and I was sleeping in the bed of my truck up there Ugh. on the Uncompadre Plateau. Yeah. yeah. 9,200 feet. I didn't I didn't think it was, but luckily my bag's ready for it. I was fine. Yeah. It was my outside of the bag. Was what frozen. kind of bag are you running? Uh, It's it's a Teton Teton Sports. Mm-hmm. That's called Elk Hunter. Yeah. Man, I, like I said, I. What's I, it rated for? Uh, 35 below. Oh, wow. And okay. I've had it every year for Colorado since I started going 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, guy that kind of got so me started been over there. You've been hunting Colorado for 10 years, 10 years consistently. Yeah, uh, eight. Uh, eight, I believe. No actually. shit. Since I was 22. I'm 30. Wow. Now. But this guy that we started going with, he recommended it. And I like, oh, $110 a sleeping bag. I couldn't believe it back then. Best it, money you ever. It's a sub 35 degree bag. It, it weighs about pff, 10 plus pounds, 15. It's, you no. don't pack it in. It's for, it's for no, tent, it's for tent a, trailer hunts out for, of the truck. For a base camp. I, I you know I I've slept on frozen lakes ice fishing in the Sierras at, at negative five degrees in my in my boxes. Yeah, because you're warm. You know, it's and that's hot. one thing I'm <laughs> obviously I don't, nobody's paying me to say that. I, I just these yeah. bags are one thing I truly and, and adamantly yeah. believe. And it's in. it's a it's a Teton Teton Sports. It's called El, their Elk Hunter. It's a beige, Elk Hunter bag. beige bag. They got flannel insides. Yeah, that's what I got in my truck. Man. Yeah, I got three of them stacked. I on got top two of them. them. I use yeah. one as a pad now. My old yeah. one. It's, yeah, right. It's, that's it's, what I do. I use my I because I. I Prior to chintzing out on sleeping stuff. Well, you can't. And then also one of the other great things about those bags, like, so for me, when I'm hunting up in the Sierras, I kill my deer. Most of my deer I kill in the summer season and the archery season. Yeah. It's hot as shit during the day. It gets cold at night. Right. So you hang your deer up at night. I take all my, all my meat down in the morning, right? Six, seven AM. And I stuff it all in those sleeping bags and they stay ice cold all day long. And I put it back up at night. And that's my trick. For when I'm out in the Sierras and, and when I'm hunting, is using bags like that that's going to keep that meat nice and cold all day long. But that's why I have one that's a bet. It's a it's a pad now because it's no matter how many times it goes wash the dry it, cleaners, it doesn't matter. You I can't know, get the I, blood out of and that. And I thing. finally they told me one year they're like you ain't bringing that back. In yeah, we're done. Trailer, you have <laughs> to suck in that thing because I'm always in it. 
right? Camping it. Oh out, yeah, you know? did I have I have Go meat party at the lake and all kinds of that, shit. You know, yeah, it's, I, I used it. I got my more than hundred dollars worth out of the first one. Right, but, but truly a a, a must have. I think if if you do a yeah. lot of you know my 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 buddy uh, my buddy Todd came up with this is the the best thing that ultralight truck truck hunting right that's perfect it's a that's perfect so thing great. for yeah. a new style a different style of hunting you you don't you just sleep on the side of the road on a pad yeah you, you eat I mean I eat cold canned food in the truck a lot right I, I, they they were cringing a lot of stuff I was eating yeah you know some of it's not that great but I. I they they do it too though. All you, you just you're living they, a minimalist lifestyle, and even if you stay in a motel or something, you are literally. Well, how great is it? I'm eating Mountain House in the motel. Like you can, you can camp like anywhere, me, dude. I have a I have a queen size mattress in the bed of my truck. Goes with me everywhere I go. Right, it's memory foam mattress. Right, I'll sleep in the bed of my truck at Trailheads, and I'll pack in in the morning. Way lighter than if I'm packed in with my water and my food and all my other bullshit, and I'll come back out at night. Because for me to hike four hours in the morning or in the evening, yeah. that's no big deal for me. You know, a good night's sleep is nice, dude. A good night's it sleep is. is way more important. It is not overrated. Yeah, I like that ultralight truck hunting, dude. That's yeah, fucking it was perfect. Epic, I thought dude. that's how I was living. I was living on a lot of a lot of food, <coughs> easily accessible food. You know, yeah. jerkies I would make or yeah. yeah so I, do you I, make I, a lot of your own jerkies for oh, your yeah. trip? Yeah, off yeah. wild game. Yeah, I. Uh, Do you have a specific recipe no, that you like no, using in general? Or? No, whatever no, it is. Whatever. I, I've never been a recipe. My, my grandpa was always a write down a recipe guy. Yeah. I have his old ones laminated. Dude, as my soyaki with fucking yeah. sesame seeds in it. Yeah, I've, that I've, stuff. I've used that bomb. stuff. Yeah, um, you know, I do a lot of the teriyaki like a lot of guys do. I do yeah. high mountain seasonings, dry rubs. Yeah. I've made my own dry. High mountain seasoning is pretty good stuff. I like that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I have a dehydrator now. I, I, I still like the smoky flavor, but the dehydrator I, the, is, the, is the uniform. I, so I like it. Easy. It's uniform. It's quick. Yeah. But I do miss this. I like smoking it. Run I just, it for like twelve or eighteen hours. Yeah, yeah. My new, my new or the smoker I have now. Last few years, I didn't. You, do you run thick chunks or thin chunks or how? I are you used doing to do thick, and it was too thick. I'm glad now that the thinner, I, I believe, I the better. Mine just down to about a quarter inch. Yeah, it gives and allows them to cook evenly, and you. Yeah. They last longer because it's cooking, cooking through. Yeah, people call me crazy because my favorite meat to to jerk with is backstrap. I do because yeah. you can cut the longest the strips, dude. Well, and it's the most tender. It's All the right. best. It's the best I, part. I've, I've done that at several. You know, I've I have had some some success the last few years. So yeah. meat hasn't been an issue. Yeah, in my adult lifetime. Yeah. So, so you uh, you can do that. Yeah, you know, you're you know you're doing jerky for backstraps. I, I got fifty pounds of backstraps. Yeah, yeah I, I, right. I can do that. I and I use. I want it the bed. That's how I enjoy meat. I want to do. You know, I obviously do the steaks, but yeah. a lot of I, I I've did. A, I don't barbecue a steaks nearly as much as yeah. I used to. I prefer ground meat. Now. I, I do the whole uh, a lot of the last few years or two, last year I did a whole rump, mm-hmm. both hindquarters with my deer. Yeah. All jerky instantly. Yeah, you're gonna have to come when we do a flip flop. Yeah, yeah, and I always said I got you know I I'll bring bring one actually I saved the yeah. hind quarter this year for that wrap. No, you nice didn't. Did you really? Yeah, I did. How was that? I did it. No, I, I haven't cooked it yet. I yeah. got it all. You know, wrapped it like a thousand times in visqueen. Got it all nice yeah. and airtight. Then got it in the deer bag. Well, so it, it ain't got get no air to it. It's, that's just so awesome because like beautiful ham, dude. It's ready to rock. Yeah, our buddy Todd. I know that yeah. he's got a hind quarter in his. I know at least six guys. Who'd never packed out a full hindquarter like that before with bone in? Mm-hmm. That have all packed out hindquarters and they're like, "Let's do a hindquarter." I'm like, "Hell yeah, let's yeah, do a yeah. hindquarter." Yeah, now you bone out a lot, so you can't do that. But it's cutting yeah. it on the bone. I haven't done it with deer. I've done it. I've smoked hogs. Yeah, 
Uh, I, I've smoked whole hams. I don't think I could ever do a flip flop with a hog. I, I smoked it. I just yeah. so I could get and uh, temperature wise. I yeah, because that's to make the sure. thing. Is deer you doesn't matter. Yeah, but I've seen I've seen them. They look they're they're appetizing. Yeah, they always make me hungry. We're it's doing a, one in May, dude. Come out. Yeah, for oh, it. I'm, I'm definitely. We're gonna do that weekend. We're gonna do yeah, that yeah, weekend I, archery. Should have came last year. I, I had again talk. Last year was more. just a day, dude. This weekend, yeah, no, this is gonna be a full weekend, dude. It's gonna be a party yeah, all definitely, weekend. You know, I get to see you. It's. You talk to guys through social media over the years, yeah. and I'm not. I mean, I guess a little bit of a hermit. You know, I keep to myself. Dude, I'm a total hermit. Thing. My social media is kind of small, all right. Yeah. But but I mean, I see meet the guys because I've talked yeah. with a lot of hunters over the yeah. last few years, especially. You know, everybody can talk hunting until they're blue in the face. That's right. what I'm doing now. Yeah. You right. know, so it's <laughs> it's always finding another guy that wants to talk hunting. Yeah. And they always will. Yeah. Right. You know, so it'd be nice to kind of get, but, get together with a few of the guys. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like when I go to parties and stuff like that, like. I'm usually like if I don't if I don't, if I'm going to a party where I don't really know anybody I'm kind of like by myself you know for the most part like yeah. I'll talk to people a little bit but like somehow one way or another I'll always find the other hunters at the oh, yeah. party and then we'll kind of just Gravitate. vanish from the group yeah. and we'll all just talk hunting for hours yeah and that's I I, th- I mean I me personally I don't have a whole lot of I don't have a big Social, social group, circle group, yeah. group whatever. no, for sure. But but I, I I'm I the same much, way, man. It's nothing Introvert. against anybody. I grew up with a lot of people, but the yeah. people in my life now that I talk to consistently, and there's a certain group of guys are very small. They hunt, yeah, and that's what they do. Yeah, and that's what we talk about. That's yeah. just kind of how it is. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have a lot of friends that don't hunt. Yeah, because that's that is what I spend all my time doing. I will skip anything, anytime to do any kind of hunting. I don't for care. Sure. I don't care what it is. I just I'm. That's just my, has always been my thing. I, I will always do it. And yeah, people don't understand that, hey. You know, and so, so I, like I said, I, I choose yeah. not to have any of that negativity around. I, right. Why are you hunting? Or you've already been hunting? You know, I just. Yeah. It's what I love to do, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's right? something I just, you can't get tired of. And there's, well, always, and that's there's always somebody that'll take the meat, too. You, yeah. People say, well, you just do it and give it away. Yeah, you're damn right. Yeah. Somebody's eating. Dude, people I, love it. I, I give so much meat away every people that don't year hunt, to people so why not? that don't hunt. And to people that might not have a great opinion of hunting, and it absolutely and turns then changes the their it changes their opinion one hundred percent. You are reaching a broader scope of people, exactly. And why not? And why not? Let and how important is that? that for us as hunters to be able to carry along or pass along that message to people that aren't hunters? Well, and I, there's actually a, a a girl I know now, and she you know real athletic, fit, training for marathons, and she was talking you know not doesn't hunt you know lives yeah. in the city whatever, but. Been talking about wild game, and finally, I kept asking. I was like, "All right, I'll start." You know, start giving her duck, and, and she yeah. loves it. Yeah, and that's somebody that probably never eaten it otherwise. You know, and and I, I enjoy the people that wouldn't have otherwise tried it, and now really enjoys it once more. And like, yeah. like it's healthy, it's good. Yeah, and once people get past that stupid notion of it has a face or you killed it well yeah, that's part of life hey, yeah but shit, all meat shit. has a face Deal I'm sorry it. that you, know, you don't just, fucking recognize absolutely and, and, I, and, I, and I never have held punches I won't judge yeah. anybody for not liking it but I just I don't yeah I throw punches dude at people you know hey at people that want to give me shit for hunting so that I, still buy meat from a grocery store quick, fuck that quick tan- there's a quick yeah. tangent I get gotta, on gotta, it I gotta throw this one ride that fucking horse this was October of I think it was last 2017 I was bear hunting yeah, uh, I was I was up in uh, X7A. I just yeah. went to check it out. <coughs> Never been around there, you know. Didn't see much for bears, but I just wanted to go yeah. hunting. You know, was, was there bears? Did no, you find bears? no, 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 I didn't. Rough. And I only did really a day hunt. I had been between all kinds of other. Yeah, shit. for sure. Uh, but I wanted to go, 
and I, I went to an area where I heard there was some, some bear hanging around, and, and I didn't think there'd be many hikers, but there were some trails. Yeah. And I, not far down the trail, I got my full pack, I'm loaded down, I'm heading in, pack, packing in, got my gun, got everything. Hiking yeah. in, my trekking poles, and I come across a few people on the trail, hey, hi, you know, it's cool you're hunting. Oh, did you see some bears? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm, I think they're in this area. Well, then I come across this old lady about five minutes down the trail. And, and all of a sudden, she, you know, she turns to real nice and, and then just starts going into this tirade of how I'm the devil and you murder and you're killing no animals way. and how dare you and starts walking in circles. And this lady's 80 years old and I'm, I'm not sure whether to laugh, cry, be, a, be offended. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, you know I'm, I'm not out here just shooting a gun. You know, I'm, I, yeah. I'm hunting, I'm doing it. You know, it's I'm all doing legal. This it's all right, legal. Yeah, like this is the right reasons. And, and, and uh, she started going and then I got into a little more with her and said, hey, I'm supporting it. You're, you're walking out here right now because I support these lands. I My dollars go into it. How many of your dollars go into it? And I, yeah. I did get into a little with her and she she lost it. Went somewhere to the loony bin during our conversation. Yeah. Started screaming bloody murder again and and yelling at the top of her lungs to scare any animals away. And then she came back and, and, and one thing I'll always... That's illegal. You can oh, report and, people and she for, was such to an fishing old, games. She was it. such an old lady. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure she was... Whatever, you know. I, yeah. I felt kind of bad for her. But, but I'll never forget one thing. She came back and, and she's yelling all this meaningless nonsense. She said, I can't believe you can go out there killing animals and you could do that. And how... How could you do that when you could just go buy meat at the store and, and you're out here killing things? And, and I just looked and at that point, I just said, you know what? You have a really good day and I hope you get eaten by a freaking bear. <laughs> and and I, I probably shouldn't have said it, but I had to say something to her. Yeah. And that was the meanest thing I was going to say. Yeah. And she kept yelling and following me for a little bit, but I started, I put on the gas and you lost started her quick. Yeah. But she is screaming and I knew, I'm thinking, these people Dude. that are back down the trail are thinking, probably calling the cops. Yeah. This guy's an axe murder. He just murdering an old lady. Yeah. And it was just a, a psycho babble nonsense. And is that it's, insane or That is what? in our great state of California, high in the Dude. mountains. People are so disconnected oh, from So shit. disconnected. You it's, know? Re- and, it's ridiculous. You man. know what I'm saying? Where do you think your dog's food? He's got a dog. Where's his food come from? Yeah. And it's, it's not made up. There's no, you know, it's animal. Yeah. What do you, yeah. People just are so so far removed from, from normal life. That was one of the funniest things I've ever been involved with. How yeah, could you kill styrofoam you, cellophane yeah, wrap? When dude. you could buy meat at the store, how could you kill something? I don't think they realize how it gets there. Yeah. The hamburger tree. Yeah, right? The hamburger tree. Exactly. The rib the ribeye the rib plant. Let's let's talk about it really, dude. The meat glue factory. Dude. Absolutely. And like the gnarly shit that happens in slaughter. Processed houses, processed dude. foods in America. And you know? like over hormonalized animals, chicken. People don't realize what a cows. real turkey turkey is your greatest example. Yeah. Shoot a wild turkey and buy a store bought turkey. There is your great example of, yeah. of the meat the meat uh, conglomerate. Yeah. They don't look like that. No. Turkeys <laughs> You know, hey, like I said, it's a. Uh, they, they got fake breasts. Yeah, they do. They are. They oh, are very sure. much. You know, they they are yeah. not real. Yeah, butterball, dude. They are. There's a you butter. Know? It's called butterball for a reason. You know, and it's it is what it is. I'm not. You know, I'll have it too, like anybody else at certain times here and there. But I, I haven't bought beef or chicken. I in bet, years. I bet. I bake. I bake turkeys like nobody's business. Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's great for making soup. It, I I just enjoy the wild stuff, you know. For it sure, from it's healthy. It's yeah. it's as organic as it gets. You know, it's just a, a plus on the side of. I absolutely love hunting, and I I love the cooking. Cooking is my isn't is my second biggest is my second biggest passion. Yeah, I absolutely love to cook. Because how many cool dishes like you can do anything, dude? So I'm lim- I'm preparing my 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 next dish that I want to do for myself for lunches is I got. Uh, pasta shells but like the large large pasta shells right mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do large pasta shells I'll boil those out and then I'm gonna fill them with uh, 
ground elk in taco seasoning. So taco taco oh, yeah. elk, yeah. right? So I'm gonna make like some Italian pasta shells, oh. and I'm gonna put in uh, spinach and uh, what's the filler for lasagna? I can't think of it. The cheese, ricotta cheese, ricotta yeah. cheese, ricotta, yeah. right? And I'm gonna make little taco Italian shells, and I'll put three in, you know, and sure. I'll. I'll, Making me hungry, so dude. I'll, right, and I'll so I'll I'll bake some some spinach ricotta taco seasoned elk meat shells. I'll bake them, put some Italian or not some Italian. I'll put some Parmesan and a little bit of sharp cheddar over the top of it. Mm. Bake that in the oven and three, you know, do three per lunch meal and see how it turns out. It's gonna be and, fucking amazing. And you're not amazing. gonna go wrong with it. That's Hell like, no. People, that's going to be so good. I'm assuming, too, you get when you give away meat, especially to people that don't hunt, the most common question that you get, it probably is everybody the same. How do I cook it? Yeah. I always tell them, there is no wrong way. Yeah. The only thing I'll ever say if I give it give you advice is don't overcook it. Don't. Well done. Yeah, but, but well I, done I, I said, hey, I, I don't have recipes. I yeah. do it differently all the time. Yeah. Here's a couple ways I do it. But I said, Google is your best friend. There is yeah. more recipes than you can try in your lifetime for probably anything you want to cook. For sure. Just And, and, and that's what I tell people is just... For you, sure, you get stuck into one thing. There's so many other great ways to cook, cook stuff. I did, you know, like I did fi- deep fried finger steaks with elk the other night. Yeah, with rump roast. How'd that turn out? Oh, absolutely delicious. I bet. Almost the same way I did the fish, but yeah. so with a little different batter. Yeah, something like that you wouldn't think about. You know, strip like steak fries. Yeah, you know, or do uh, trying to think of some other. You know, you, you can stuff steaks. You know, and, and you know, butterfly yeah. them and stuff them with cheese, jalapenos, bacon. Yeah, do stuff like that, or or, or smoking. You know, I like. And anything just to kind of change it up, you really can get a totally different perspective on that animal just by, you know, by a little. You don't have to kill the flavor, but just a few little different things on it, or bake it, yeah. barbecue it, smoke it, fry for sure. It. I mean, there's it, it's limitless. So, speaking of that, I mean, let's. We've just been on tangent after tangent yeah, right now. Yeah, that's hunting, right? That's that's hunting and food Sometimes. too. Yeah. I mean, food. It's just you can go on either one. You can't so. You're a pretty prolific duck slayer. Yeah. Right? I, I try. You try. You do a pretty good job. So let's talk about duck hunting a little bit. Mm-hmm. Public land duck hunting. Public land, there is a lot of duck hunting here in California that's on private. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the first one to sell. Yeah, I'll, down I'll, in the I'll sink always, and all over I'll, the place. Yeah, and, and the duck hunting that I... A lot of the duck <coughs> hunting that I do here has been private in the last few years. Again, I was real lucky mm-hmm. to grow up with a group of friends and a group of people that, that had some really good spots and they continue to have yeah. them. And, and they take me, you know, more than generous. Are you sitting in blinds I, and sitting in blind yeah. in a tank in rice fields mainly? Yeah. Um, I I went a lot this year. You know, one guy got he's taken me out uh, more times than I can count. And uh-huh. every hunt's been epic. The guy's just he he's breathes duck hunting. The guy absolutely just can't get enough Dude. of it. And he and he always want you know and he, he you know I help out as much as I can with because there's a lot of preparation. Yeah. So that that's been the last few years. Show uh, up and help out. Yeah, I've actually been hunting at this club for probably twenty years. Oh wow! Some older guys that my grandpa, my grandpa and my uncle used to take hunting. They they've taken me kind of on like that. How cool is that? And now I met that, this guy dude. through them, and he you know we become good buddies. And then yeah, another you know, the duck hunting. It's I, I've hunted the refuges a lot. I, I did it a little bit this year. Yeah, I, I will hunt a little public land stuff here. Maybe I have the boat once in a while here or there when yeah. certain stuff happens, but. But the duck hunting, I, I I do, I'm very much blessed, man. Like I said, yeah. there's, you know, mainly the, this last year, him and, and pretty much one other guy are responsible for most of my hunts. Yeah. I, I am, again, a guest on a lot of those, even though yeah. I, I definitely can hold my own duck hunting. I am not the best duck caller. I'll never try to be. Right. I, I don't even bring them a lot of I times. I couldn't even try a duck call if I wanted yeah, to. Yeah, and I've also grown, these guys, they, you know, 
especially my one friend. He's the, you know he's good. He's a so good so man. why why do I even need to? But we yeah. we've been real lucky here in California. We uh, we just ended the season hunting some flood water, which was pretty cool. You know some public land stuff yeah. here here and you know shot shot some ducks. We uh, we went out of state a few times and yeah. had had some you know absolutely epic duck hunts. Yeah. Um, just, just do you guys run decoys too yeah or? yeah no we you know which so you're is that like the full pack or do you guys get your no, lucky where you get to put it them just out depends in the, in the rice field okay they leave them out for the season you know you're talking anywhere from three to seven height 800 decoys mm-hmm. different setups but you leave it mm-hmm. the public land stuff you know the out of state the wherever else i'm going you know anywhere no yeah. matter where we just chasing the ducks yeah i don't just yeah. go to one certain spot wherever the ducks may be you know and, yeah and, and basically chasing mallards in yeah. different states because they have they have more mallards than we do accessible yeah you know around the west and the mississippi fly or whatever but yeah but uh they're smaller spreads you're mobile you got to move with the bird so you can't leave it out you put it put it out pick it up every day yeah uh but but those those duck hunts were the greatest things i've i've ever experienced yeah. this year they're you know, it's harder because public land, you know, you, you keep stuff closer to the vest because it is, it is good because there is less people. Right. You know, but, but it's fun to, you know, just if you look, if you look around, I mean, every state's got them. Yeah. You know, around us, Nevada, Oregon. Yeah. All over Colorado, the place. you know, even, even you go east of Kansas, those states, Nebraska, they, they, they just have, they do have opportunities. And I think guys here just. It's hard. Yeah, it's it's grinding. You're hunting sun up to sundown, scouting every day. Well, it's so different. I think too. Day duck in, day hunting out, living and breathing, big game hunting. Yeah, and it's but it's also I think duck hunters are a completely different beast than big game. There's hunters. a lot of guys that do one and, and not the other. Yeah, they, like for me, I don't really duck hunt much. No, and and some of my friends mostly duck hunt. You know, they're, yeah. they're not as much into the big game, and it's yeah. I, I can't get enough of anything. I always said if you hunt, a, you want to hunt skunks, I'd probably go with you. Yeah, because right. it's something to hunt. But well, one buddy keeps trying to get me to go hunt raccoons with him, and I just can't. And find probably the be, time. probably be fun. You know, I yeah. know they do it with dogs at night, which yeah. is, is which is a great cool thing. Sounds to awesome. Yeah, yeah. And coons are. I mean, they're they're big and they're kind of mean. Some of them. I, yeah. I, I would enjoy doing it. Never done it. Yeah. But but yeah, it's uh, the the ducks. I, I do love it. It's. You know, especially the places. Now I've I've hunted enough ducks in my life and, and been successful for for a, a number of years. Yeah, I, I like the, the the places now. The, yeah. it, it is one. I I did the years of the past shooting ducks and shooting a little higher, doing this, doing that. But I, now I I just I enjoy shooting duck close in my face. Yeah, you know, the, doing it the right way. You call them, and it's it, getting it is, them in close. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's not saying God, I'm only out there for the greatest experience. I'm out there to kill ducks. I'm, yeah, I, I am out there to kill ducks. But wanna, you're gonna push yourself yeah, to do get it. them in as, yeah. as close but, but, as you but can. I, and, yeah, but I also like it to be just like deer. I feel like yeah. I could. I could go kill a deer if I wanted easily in easy spots, probably somewhere from the road. Yeah, because there is enough of them here. Yeah, but I choose to go places. People say, "Why do you? Why do you go there?" Well, because I, I wouldn't. I, I want for energy. I just want to see if I can hike my ass up that mountain, camp six, seven miles in there, kill a buck and get him out. Yeah, and kill a good buck. Yeah, you know, I right. It, it just it's a satisfying feeling that you chase when I, I I have been lucky enough to have some success. So you're looking for the next step. Yeah, what's what's the next thing and. Yeah. And I think that's where I see a lot of guys that I look at, you know, look at in social media, that, you know, and guys that I know or in person or through just Instagram, Facebook, and, and I think that's that's why I see these guys where they're they're doing the same thing, but bigger and better than even me. They're doing more, yeah. better hunt, badder hunts, yeah, deeper into the wildernesses, right. more states, and it's, I, I think that's I, just not getting complacent. It's just there's the, the opportunities are limitless. 
as far as western hunting, big game, yeah, waterfowl, upland game on public lands, we just don't look at it. Right. You know, we, we kind of bat, we, we just give up too easy, you know, and it's just time. Yeah. It's, hey, so you got to drive 15 hours, so what, <coughs> I guarantee you watch 15 hours it. of TV or 15 hours of bullshit at the bar, you know. Right. Why watch not? 15 hours of scenery change. Why not? And that's why I always said, you know, this was about five years ago, I made that change of doing more myself that I don't care who wants to go. There's nobody, screw it. Dude, I, I'm and you going know out, what? And I do fishing or hunting, you know, a lot of trout fishing, everything yeah. alone, because yeah, you don't need anybody. Yeah. You know, you're going well, for yourself. So. And I, I can relate to what you just said a lot, you know, and, and the fact for me, we're like, I kind of got to a point in my life like three or four years ago where it was like, look, dude, this is what I'm going to do no matter what. If you want to fucking come along, come along. But I'm not going to break my stride to go and do the shit that you you want. You know what I mean? I'm going to hunt how I want to hunt. And this is what I love. And this is me. And this is who I am. And this is how I'm always going to be. You know what I mean? And like, dude, I've missed weddings all over oh, the yeah, place. I've I missed get all the flack. I know. You know what I mean? And like, I, I so I can relate. Social to life, romantic life, dude, that stuff goes to the wayside. Dude, it know? totally just, does. Hey, you know, I always say that, you know, that, that's, you get a big thing with dating or going out. You're like, yeah. hey, you can go out whenever. Yeah. I can't always go kill a buck. Yeah. You know, I can't always fish. Dude, like, you always make an excuse the whole year. There's dude, always something to fish, chase. There's up. always something else to do. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. And like, how much do I really want to allow those excuses to dictate, to dictate my hunting season? And then you season. look back, and that's what I don't want to do. I, you know, who knows how my health is? You know, I'm going. You know, how, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you never know. And I want yeah. to look back someday, hopefully. Yeah. And say there is nothing. Like, dude, I could fall down tomorrow and break my neck nothing and be I paralyzed from the neck down. That's yeah. not going to stop me from hunting. You know what I mean? But that's going to limit my opportunity. Or anything. Yeah, it's just, you, tomorrow's never promised, so just go. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I always, I never feel bad people say you hunt too much or yeah. you don't work enough. Well, I worked hard enough to not work now. Yeah. And I've just decided I'm going to do it. And not everybody has to hunt that much or want to yeah. hunt that much. I, exactly. There's a lot of guys I know that Dude, don't. And, and that's the thing, man. And they it's get our tired choice of it. and it's I our just, preference. I personally don't. I, yeah. I will go anewhere, any day, as much as I can. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. How tired I will be ain't there. Nothing I, gonna I, stop I ain't sleeping us, through dude. my alarm. I ain't, I ain't going to crap out. Right. You know, unless, unless you know, maybe may had a few too many drinks. Then a few times yeah. I have in my life. And, hey, I keep that yeah. to a minimum. There was so. a couple days this year where I where I pulled the plug and was like, I can't hunt today because I busted the shit out of my ankle. But that was it. When your body breaks down, I have had that. Backpacking last few years. Yeah. I have a hip issue with how, how you know, I was setting stuff and, and hiking in and, and the steep mountains. So I've had yeah. to watch that. but. But you still, it's a, it's, it's, it's a drive. And if I always figure if I go by myself too, I yeah. don't need anybody to go. So I, I can go when I want. I can stay as long as I want. I hate hearing, yeah. I'm going to go home. I'm tired. I need this. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like, gee, come on. We're hunting, man. Yeah. So I do it myself. And you know, if that hunt's successful, that was on you. That's on your shoulders. You did it right. Good job. Pat on yeah. the back. If it didn't go right, if you blew that animal out, if you missed, if you didn't yeah. hit the right canyon, if your scout wasn't good enough, well, tough shit, man. Yeah. You should have tried harder. Yeah. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. You know, that's how I look at myself. I I'm, I'm not the easiest guy to hunt with. You, you can ask my buddy, you know, Forrest I took this year. You know, the guy, he hadn't been to Colorado. And, yeah. You know, we're, we're really good friends, best friends. And uh, I, I was pretty mean a few times. And I felt yeah. bad. And he's like, calm down. I'm like, all right, here. It's nothing personal. <laughs> you know, I, I want to have, I want to have, you know, you get too much into yeah. it. No, given I love with other guys. This year, right. I, I did realize how much I kind of missed it. It was so fun. Yeah. You know, I hunted with him and my buddy Jesse a lot in Colorado. Yeah. We tore it up, you know. It was really fun and having several sets of eyes. But the fact that by yourself, it's either you 
you know, it's you, you or nothing. Yeah. You know, there is no putting the blame on somebody else or saying you, you crunched a twig or you yeah. busted that buck by skyline yourself or you did this. Right. Or, you know, it's just you. Yeah. So for part, sure. part of it, you know, yeah. not for everybody. That's just my personal, yeah. personal thing. So for anyone that's listening that would want advice about plunging into hunting, as hard as you do. I mean, we kind of covered a lot. Yeah, and you of, don't even have to. I mean, that's... You know what I mean? Well, if someone wanted to plunge into hunting the way you do or just get into hunting in general, I, what advice would you would you pass along? I mean, I know it's kind of what you're saying, but it's ask questions. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing, and, and I realize I... My friends will tell you I, I, I am... It's not hard for me to talk. Yeah. I always got something to say. But I, hey, I, I'm learning. Every yeah. time I'm talking, I'm learning. If we're right. talking hunting... And, and you're... Dude, and you know what's something that you're saying right now is that... You're remaining teachable. I, I, I will always be that so way. And I, I hate guys that get stuck in their ways. Now, some guys know what they're doing and it works. Yeah. And, and that is For true. sure. But, but, but you know, hunting-wise, I think, or, or like me, I, I always, I, you know, I'm the humblest guy on the mountain. Yeah. Hey, man, if if you just started hunting but you picked up something, man, hey. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I, I want to try. That's more information that we have to be a successful hunter. Yeah. And, you know, the, my friend uh, my friend has been taking me duck hunting this yeah. this year, Travis. He, uh, yeah. the last couple of years, you know, we've been hunting the last five, six years together now. But he, he took some ideas into duck hunting. Yeah. You know, he was newer to duck hunting back then. Uh, came from back east, hunted whitetails and never, never really ducks a lot. Yeah. And, and he took some ideas, not having any preconceived notions of what should be done, and thought totally outside the box, like nobody else around all these duck hunters that knew what they were doing and kind of poo pooed it. The guy, the guy's putting everybody to shame within fifty miles of him. No shit. How cool is Thinking that? Thinking outside the box. And yeah. I'm telling you, be humble. Yeah. The guy is now changing the ball game. Yeah. And and that's how he's you know, setting the precedent. He is, and yeah. that's that's how I look at now. I look at anybody you know that, that's doing it and doing it good yeah and, and i for me what i i respect it's it just I, I look at a lot of guys that are killing big deer here in california consistently yeah to me those are some of the baddest hunters in the west yeah and they're right here in our state and and, and, and they, they could wreck shop in other states these guys are doing great you know they, yeah. they do real good too not that yeah. it, we're you know these guys are any better but i'm saying that those are the guys I, i've kind of gravitated towards as far as asking questions again yeah. i've i've never been the guy that says can you please take me honey i won't say yeah. that that's not what I'm here for. That's I. I don't need that. I don't want yeah. your spot. Yeah. And, and you know these guys. No, I, that's not what I'm looking I for. I totally but hear that for sure. It's just being humble and asking questions. And I'm telling you, these guys will answer questions till they're blue in the face. Yeah. And they're cool about it for sure. And doing that and not and realizing you don't have to go all in. You don't need the most expensive equipment. Yeah. That is preference. I. Yeah. I you, it does not kill anything. <coughs> Camo doesn't kill. Camo Good. doesn't even count. Hey, that's that's. I heard that this year from from a couple, you know, my buddies that I hunted with. They had a perfect slogan: "Camo doesn't kill." Dude, camo Gear doesn't, doesn't kill. kill. Yeah, it's been going on for a long time. It makes it a little easier. Yeah, but you don't have to have it's a more ton of comfortable money or time to mm-hmm. do it. You just e scouting is mm-hmm. huge for big game. If you yeah. don't have a lot of time, you got kids, you got a job. E scouting will put you in another level, and and just start paying attention to every single thing when you're out in the woods. Yeah, you know, don't ever you know let information pass you by. Talk to Talk to guys on the trailhead or whatever, and, and again, it's not about are you seeing deer. It's just a, what are you looking for, old timers or anything. Anything you can do. It's just knowledge is never gonna hurt you, and I think that's that's the biggest thing. And if you like it, you'll take to it. And if you don't, hey, hunting ain't for you. That's great. More, more yeah. room on the mountain for me. But I, but I have no problem with other guys, you know, wanting to get out. And it's it makes it competitive. Yeah. You know, and 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 it's just if you know, kind of guys are raising the bar for the next guy and raising the bar right. for the next guy, and you're. You know, it's uh, it's how it goes. It's it's not that hard to get started, guys. Yeah. To just 
you know, some questions are dumb. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. And I have people yeah. tell me that. And I, and I see some so questions. I ask I dumb like, questions. You no, know and I, mean? I feel like some questions I see a lot that I, that's also what I, I tell guys to get away from is asking people to take them out. That's a hard yeah. one. Yeah. Because hunting is, is, is limited. Yeah. You know, it's, or asking for spots or where can I get this? I, I see those questions on the internet a lot and I cringe. Yeah. Because that's not how you need to get started, man. Well, you my favorite is the when, keys to the when you post a picture of a deer that you killed and then someone's like, oh, what zone was this in? Yeah, and it's like, you know... 99% of the time, I ain't going to no, tell you shit, boy. No. I mean, why would you even ask? You <laughs> yeah. know? And a lot of times I don't even ask guys, that are, are you catching anything? Are you seeing deer? It's just, hey, what are you... You know, I'll know if they're doing good. Or you yeah. can kind of tell me. You know, yeah. hey, you, ain't, you ain't never met a fisherman that told you he caught a limit. You ain't never met a deer hunter that said he killed a buck. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Yeah. You know, that's... But 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 certain other things guys will be a little more open about yeah. if you go about it different ways. For sure. Share information that's not gonna hurt their chances for success. Mm-hmm. See, I'm lucky in the state of California I can validate tags because that's something and you see. that we have to do here in yeah. the, in California is get our tags validated. Yeah, but, yeah, I know that. So I, I see more bucks, more really, really good bucks killed from more. And it gives places. you confidence because you know they're out there. From when guys either A, call me and say, hey, my buddy's son needs to get his buck validated or, you know, hey, we're camped up at X, Y, and Z. Can you come validate or tag for us? Yeah. Or people that come by my camp because they just know from knowing me for years and years and years that you can do it. Yeah. That I can do it. And it just saves them a load of effort when they get back home to get their tag yeah, validated. Me taken care of. So I get to see so many bucks and it's. It's amazing, dude. It's yeah. So it's so cool. <laughs> no, it's uh, social media kind of allows that now, and I think it does for sure. Social media does, but it, there's a lot of people that kill a lot of animals that never see social media and, and I, ever. Yeah, like I said, I, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the ballpark too of the you know I, I post a lot of stuff, but there's some stuff I just choose to keep yeah. for myself, tucked you know, in your hat. Yeah, and it's not to be squirrely, but it is kind of I guess you just yeah. you know that's it's it's good for a reason, and I have you know. I mean, it's a, it's a good saying. Just be quiet. Yeah. You know, it's it's. Uh, my grandpa was always like that. They were huge into that. Don't yeah. ha- don't brag about. It. You brag about it, you lose your stuff. Well, unfortunately, that's what we do now. But hey, it's here. Yeah. You can join it, but in the in the right way. Yeah. You know, join in for sure. join into the fray, but just keep. You know, don't burn another guy's spot. Don't burn your spot. You yeah. Know, keep it. Or if someone's kind enough to share a spot with you, keep, man, it, keep it under your fucking hat. And I have a spot yeah. in the Sierras that a guy a real nice. I met him on on. Uh, on uh, Social Facebook media. a few years okay. ago. I used to help out with uh, Rob Locke's page, California Hunting, for about six years. Uh, I was I was a admin helping him out. Yeah, you know he his page he started for years, and I I met a lot of guys through it. And a guy tipped me off to a spot in the Sierras, and it's you know it's a over the counter spot, and he was kind of iffy. And a long time we talked before he told me, and he yeah. said, "Hey, just please respect it. Just, Don't bring yeah, anybody keep in it here." Under your hat. That was four years ago. I've never taken a solo. Yeah. And, and a lot of guys want to go. It's a great spot, but I, I yeah. respect that. And it'd be, it'd be a lot nicer to hunt with more, more guys, but I won't. Yeah. And I think that's that's the other thing, too, as a new hunter. That's that's a big thing for guys You know, they are just starting to realize. It, it It is a big deal to mm-hmm. a lot of guys' public land spots. Mm-hmm. Just you have to respect that. And it's yeah. it's hard because you want to tell people and you want to talk about it, but but it really can ruin a good thing. And, and for just sure. be respectful of the next guy's stuff. You know, it's... yeah. It is, uh, and you'll see that the the guys that kind of are, are about it. You, you won't see skylines, you won't see trailhead signs, you won't see mountaintops. You yeah, you, you know, because there is you, social media. Will get or if you stuff see away. skylines, they're tucked away and yeah, kind of yeah, in yeah. secret. It's, it's, it's for yeah. a reason. Yeah, you know, it might be a long ways from where you're hunting. You know, there's yeah. a guy. 
Either way, but well, there's there's a group of guys who I podcasted with over over the weekend yeah. when I was at the Reading show, yeah. and they're like, dude, talking to them, and they're like, yeah, we're we're actually taking backgrounds from different photos and, I do, yeah. and photoshopping them in yeah. over like so if we're gonna post a picture with the skyline in the background. We'll superimpose another image's background. Because you can find so, that now with social media, and I yeah. can find it. And, I, and yeah. I will, I'll be lying if I tell you I haven't before yeah. over the years. You get curious. Not saying I want to go that spot, but man, I wonder if, you know, and, and yeah. you can physically find it. And I have so many beautiful, great, great photos. I yeah. I am a picture I have junkie. so many I love, photos I love that pictures. I can't ever post I because so I my, just fucking yeah. won't post My phone's those. full. Yeah. And I don't share 99% of them because they <laughs> they show a lot of stuff. You yeah. Know? And it's, it, it's easy to find. For and sure. I posted a few thinking, no, nobody can know. And within but, minutes, I've had someone knows. That, yeah. that know. And, oh, yeah. And, and, and uh, you, you know, it's just, it's it's kind of interesting how that goes. But it's, again, I, I you know, I like social media. It's fun. I, I guess I don't socialize a lot. It's kind of like. The water cooler for me. You know, yeah. You bullshit with anybody any time of day. Right. Well, I mean, you shit, know. this is how we met. This is. This is. Just you know several I mean? years of talking. Yeah. I mean, around. I feel like you and I have been bullshitting for about a year. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of guys that I that I know through Instagram like that. Yeah. That I've talked to, uh, you know, Josh. Yeah. Uh, um, Brian. Brian Taylor. Yeah. Aaron, I do know. Yeah. He's actually from the same little town as me. Yeah, y'all grew up in the same area. But yeah, and there's, you know, the guys, I don't even think I know their real names. Yeah. You know, but just know them by, but they're by all, you know, just good guys, yeah, and then talk and, yeah. and and all that kind of stuff, and everybody knows you ain't giving up your spot, but you're just you're bouncing stuff off that helps and all that. For yeah. sure, for sure. So this is where we kind of get fun. It's a little bit weird. Okay. You know, I mean, if if you don't like this question, I can edit it out. I have a safe word and ask you a different question. Okay. All right. So we do this thing. It's called the Dead Eye Minute. All right. It scares me. We work with Deadeye Outfitters. Yeah, um, absolutely. They're definitely a partner with podcasts. Saw this weekend at ISC. Came to the booth. Yeah, yeah. You came by and hung stuff. out with yeah, us for a minute. Absolutely. And, you know, we were having a good time. So, if you can, after everything that I say, if you could say addicted, right? That would, that would be great. Okay, hopefully I don't stumble on the words. All right, okay. So, don't stumble on your words. Okay. So... For guys like us, when we're hunting, we are addicted, right? You know, for a booze junkie who's just drinking all the time, it's a terrible lifestyle. They're just drinking their life away. They are addicted, right? Same with someone who say they just smoke way too much pot. You know, it's, you know, what, what are they? Addicted. So what hit you in the face last night? Addicted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you worked me into that. That was clever. There you go. See, squirrely. And that's how it goes. So my buddy, dude, my buddy posted... Just step in a pile of shit. You know, I want to tell you it's really funny. Dude, my buddy posted that shit on Instagram the other day. And I was like, oh my God. That's the most amazing oh, yeah, shit be, I've ever seen. I was trying to be careful to make sure I didn't say that. Yeah. But but that is what you were looking for. How, that's, that's clever. You how like clever, a, dude. That is a, that's like a sneaky game war. Yeah. You just worked me into the right answer. <laughs> yeah, dude, just swapped okay. you right I in. It. Sorry, yeah. I mean it's barbless just, hook though. You pull it out. Yeah, you can pull it out. You know, but my yeah, my buddy Sergio, he runs this company called Vato Tactical, and he posted it. Mm-hmm. Post some funny ass shit. He posted that the other day, dude, and I was just like on the floor laughing. I was like, I got to do this on the podcast. It's way, it's way too perfect to not, right? 
Yeah. Like, that, I mean, one, that one, yeah, you, you lit up like magic. When you, I did. When you I hit did. it, you were like, oh, Because I got into it. And yeah. I, it was halfway But you're committed. Out. It was committed. Yeah, you know, dude, just, go, just go for it. Yeah, you're committed dive, at that Dive point. for a swan dive if you're going to fall. You know? Right. So... Do you have any concluding thoughts before we wrap the end of the podcast up? No, this is a, this is actually uh, my first podcast I've done. I, I have honestly yeah. never listened to a podcast. Yeah. It's something I maybe I'll start. Well, doing hopefully on you trip. listen to oh, this one. Definitely, yeah. Might, might cringe a little bit some of it, but probably. But yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's good to see guys out there sharing their stories. You know, yeah. hunters always love to hear it, love yeah. to talk about it. It never gets old. You know, I, I I I've seen some of these guys on the mountain. I've uh, actually, yeah, that's I I ran into a. Mountain native Matt Selden. Yeah, ran into him last year packing my buck out. The, Matt, the one he's I killed. such a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy. He was, oh yeah, day. he was huffing his dad. His dad killed a real nice buck. Yeah, he came out with it on his back. I had my buck sitting there, both at the trailhead. Yeah, randomly, and then we yeah. cross paths. You know, a few months later through yeah. social media. He'll, he'll be he'll be at the at the Broadhead. Shoot yeah, another guy that I've talked. Well, actually, I, I met him the one time, but we've talked you know a little bit through social media. Good guy. It's nice to see. Yeah, you know, guys out there, you know, like that. Yeah, you know that those are the kind of guys. Him, you know, the guys like like uh, Aaron, Doug, yeah, Todd. These guys. That that's the kind of guys I think. You know, when you're you also get into it, you don't necessarily even need to pick their brain or whatever. But you just can kind of see how guys do stuff. And yeah, and and guys are or that that are successful consistently. Yeah, you know that's that's I think a, a big part of it. And I you know I appreciate all all the guys that have give you know, give me a give me a hand because there's a hell of a lot of them. Right, you know, and that's so great though, about our that. community is so much. So many of us are so willing to help each other out. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And it's not public help. It's not like, you know, like oh, you know, all these different people are helping me out. It's just people. If you ask people and, and you're kind and respectful, people are and go try. That's yeah. that's another big thing is don't what? don't. Ask, it's just like trying to learn a language but you never speak it. Yeah, just go try it. You, yeah, you, you ain't gonna have a luck hunting. Keep going. Yeah, keep asking well, the questions. Like for you, example, around. dude, how many days do you spend in the field a year? Uh, oh, uh, I mean, in the just in the summer before the ski before the season, anywhere from, you know, ten to thirty. Yeah, scouting physically, but Days. but that's again. And people say, well, you know, this year I did that when I was working for the last seven years. Yeah, every single day of the summer I'm up there. Any time off is, is and, in and, the high country anytime, or in the spot. I, I spent. I would say. Uh, Sixty, you know, two thirds of the year more hunting and fishing yeah. easily, very yeah. easily. You know, this year more than that. Yeah. Normal year, pretty much every second I'm not working. I got everything. You know, I I start scouting physically yeah. in June, July. Yeah, hunt all the way through big game through November, ducks through January, late goose season in well, February. And then you got stripers in February, March, April, and, and you kind of. How important you know, is it doing that to keep your eyes in tune with being able to pick up a deer in the bush? It, help, like, it helps a lot. When you, you know blast I mean? a lot, you can pick them up a lot quicker than other yeah. guys for the most part. When you it take nine help. months off or ten months I, off in a year, you're kind of fucked yeah, when you go yeah, and back even in though the I've field. I felt like I, I was missing something without the tripod this year. Yeah. I, I still pick a lot of animals out. Yeah. I do all my hunting by glassing. That is my method of hunting. Yeah, for sure. You know, so just... You know, it's it, it helps a lot, but it definitely keeps you in tune and, and, and all that. And it's just something that it never gets old. And I think if you get tired of it, then maybe there's another hobby for you, you know. Right. It's, or, or it's just, you can do or it. Or maybe and, some people you are just, just can't weekend expect to have warriors the greatest rewards if you yeah. don't. You, you can't say, I'm not ever seeing the big bucks, but I'm not hunting a lot or I'm shooting the smallest buck first. Yeah. Stuff like that. You yeah. Know, just what do you want out of that hunt? Yeah, exactly. And that's your you're gonna You're going to get out of it what you put into it. Every bit. Whether it's learning and actual knowledge acquired in the field or, or harvesting a monster buck. You know what I mean? Or, or just a big buck. You know, it's it's all, I guess, relative. 
You know what I mean? Which the monster buck should be everybody's goal. Monster hey. bucks always. Always a dream. Yeah, right? Right on, man. Well, how do people look you up? Uh, I mean, in my Instagram's uh, Austin Rankin eighty one. Yeah. So yeah, if you want. Is that because you were born in eighty one? No, or? no. It's just what was available. People oh, ask okay. that. You know, I've had yeah. to clarify that a few times. Because I know you're only I gained, thirty. I gained so. a few years. Yeah. You know, that's no, a no. Weird it's just gap it, it was just the one that, uh, that that came up. You know, and yeah. like I said, I, I was I I only have had an Instagram. I think for this will be my third year in April. Yeah. I just I still you know yeah a little new. So yeah, if, I mean I. I'm so relatively I, new. I mean, in that in that respect, I'm relatively yeah, new. I took I, like a nice five-year break from social media, Facebook, Instagram, everything. Yep, it gets addicting. It does. It was bad, you know, yeah. and I found a girl that was, you know, the, the one, obviously not. I've done it. I've but, tried. But, you know, I, I deleted all my I've, social media. and Yeah, the one. There's always the one. And then ended up not being the one and got my social media back. Yeah, So yeah, fucking the, here I am now. The heartbreakers yeah, out dude. there. Right? They are. But hey, you know, we're like I said, there's always somebody else to talk to. They are, for sure. Right on, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your life, dude. Congratulations on the successful pig hunt this yeah, morning. Yeah, I got it. Like I said, I still got to go clean up. Yeah, right? So, but, but no, it was great to come over. I know we've been talking for a long time, and I just had to finally make time. You know, yeah. it'll be probably pyramid late in a few days. Yeah. I'll be gone. I just... Time to fish. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I enjoyed talking to guys yeah. that like hunting, and hopefully somebody out there enjoys listening to all this... Bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> you know, so thank Information, you. hopefully, you know, in some way or another. Right on. Well, we started on lunch. Maybe we should go grab some burgers or something like to get I some said, dinner. You do not have to twist my arm. I, like, I live life like that. Hey, let's go. Fucking A. Sounds good, man. Thanks for tuning in to the show, folks. If you'd like to check us out online, our website is www.theflipflopguy.co. You can find out all the information you need to have your own flip-flop in your own backyard. We encourage this, and we'd love to see this happening in every backyard across America. You can purchase our sauces that have been cranking out flip-flops from my grandfather since the 1960s. If you had trouble filling your tags this year, we also have available on our website Maui Nui Axis Deer Legs. They're 100% USDA approved and ready for your consumption. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at the flip flop guy. We hope you have a great day. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to smash that subscribe button.